Welcome to the, to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast, where we hope you are doing well, where we hope everything in your lives falls into place, where we hope you get that extra chicken nugget in your McDonald's 10 piecemeal, where we hope that little things like anime, TV, movies, and games, and all the great stuff in the world put a smile on your face. We're your hosts, Marcus and Rico. Strap in and get ready to blast off like Je- Jesse and James into what is meta, and join us as we discuss the worst endings we have ever seen. Not ever seen, but that we have seen. <laughs> How you doing, Rico? Good, man. I mean, it's been a while since I've gotten that extra chicken nugget, so that really hit me hard. Uh, it's been a while since I've had chicken nuggets, period. So I might have to, might have to wrap this up real quick so I can go out and pick some up. I hopefully get that extra chicken nugget. Yeah, and I know, uh, uh, you know, our introductions always seem to be a lot of fun and stuff. But I decided to go a different direction, you know, just to kind of put a positive spin and hope everybody out there is doing well and. You know, all the things that you want, all the things that you're hoping for do come, you know, to life. If you're hoping for a million dollars, you can pass some our way and, you know, we'll be ever, we'll be ever grateful. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or a nugget. I mean, I'll take, or, I'll take either. <laughs> or, or the extra nugget in your 10 piece. It's always a surprise, man. Growing up, right, you get, you get an 11th nugget and you're like, oh my God, dude, it was an amazing feeling, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. We're going to go ahead and open up with what's meta. With the news, and we're gonna go ahead and start with anime. And like always, I like to think, you know, the anime guy, right? Uh, we're gonna start off with Spy Family, the second core scheduled for October first. They did release a teaser, a teaser, a uh, visual, you know. So just to kind of get us hyped up for it, um, I'm sure Rico's hyped up, or anybody who's ever seen the anime, the first season or the first core is hyped up. I know I am. Um, any thoughts on that, Rico? No, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to really get into it without getting into it if you've seen spy family you know the appeal you know the characters you know you you know what you're looking forward to and it's just still is so recent that i'm sure people are just uh yearning for the, another part and certain things uh within the family dynamic and stuff like that in the show so i'm excited it's back man and october is shaping out to be a good one for anime fans oh yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna blow our minds I think it's considered the fall season already coming in once October rolls around. So um, it's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, next on our list, we have the My Hero Academia Season 6 trailer just dropped yesterday. Um, it is going to be scheduled for October 1st. Again, as Rico just said, October is going to be a good one for fans. And I, I was hyping up this coming arc for months and months. And this is the one I've always said, Rico, get ready, Rico, get ready, get ready. Because Rico's boy, Shigaraki, in this case, is going to kind of blow your minds. Um, so it's going to be a hell of a season. People are going to love it. And then, you know, whatever transpires after the season, we'll get to it when we get to it. For If you know, you know, for all you readers out there. Uh, but this season right here, man, it's going to pop off. So I hope everybody's excited. Um, did you see the trailer by any chance? Yes, I did see it. What do you think? Uh, I mean, visually, it looks good. It looks like, you know, it, um, based on where it ended in the anime, it looks like we're all just kind of going through like a level up all around and we're going back towards that, uh, you know, the good guys versus the bad guys sort of thing and away from like the little kind of side stories and stuff. And it just looks like we're about to have a huge clash of villains and heroes. So I'm, I'm for it, man. Based on what we just saw from some of the crazy things that Midori is able to do and the crazy things that the, some of the league of villains are able to like level up with. So I'm pumped, dude. 
And, and, I, and I'm excited to get your thoughts. I really am excited um, because, again, I always geek out to you when, 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 when reading and you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So you're always just there taking it and I'm always happy things up. So I know you're going to be super stoked, like for real, for real. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm especially excited for this one because this is one that you have hyped up for a long time. And I always... For some reason, just was like, dude, Shigaraki, man, that's my guy. That's my guy. And I just always held on to the thought, like, um, All For One would not have chosen this guy if it was, like, he chose him for a reason to be, like, his successor. So he knew that there was potential in this guy. And then, you know, you kind of hyping it up and being a reader and telling me, like, dude, dude, it's coming. It's coming. I, it just made me feel so good. And then... It, it was this was one of those that like I like it a lot, but it's not up there like with Naruto or Haikyuu or that, or I guess Naruto is different. But it, it it was one of those that for a couple times I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna start reading it. And of course, that's not my favorite way to consume these things, but I, I'm glad that it's here and that I waited because I I just feel like oh, it's gonna be awesome. It is, and especially for all those uh, My Hero Academia fans. I know in the last few months, maybe a year or so, My Hero's kind of has kind of gone on a decline for whatever reason, and I'm not going to mention what I think why or whatever. But it has, you know, grown significantly less as far as popularity popularity is concerned. And this may be because there's other anime obviously taking the spotlight, other things coming out. Uh, but you know, two million views on that trailer. You know, there is a huge following still, so it's going to blow up. And I think it's going to blow up in a very, very good way, especially with the season six. And this is actually one of the seasons that I've kind of hyped up or at least parts of the manga where it's just awesome. Whether it's top two up there in the manga parts and stuff like that, it's great. So again, whatever happens after, we'll get to it, whatever happens after my, after the season. But for now, season six is going to be a hell of a thing to watch. So I hope you all tune in for that. Um, next thing, Undead Unluck manga gets a TV anime in 2023. And strangely enough, this is one that I've... Thought about reading, never did. Um, obviously holding out for that manga. I'm not sure. Do you know anything about this one at all? Have you heard of it? Nothing. Zero. Good. Just because um, it's actually one of Shonen Jump's. Shonen Jump has been trying to push this particular manga for a while. And whether it's caught on in the manga verse, whether, whether it hasn't. I think it has. Obviously, there's an anime for it. Um, but this particular manga focus, and just to give you a quick synopsis, we have two characters and they do have abilities. Uh, forgot their names, but the guy's name, the guy's ability is undead, and he's obsessed with trying to kill himself, but his ability does not allow him to die. And then the girl's is unluck, where anything she touches dies. So you can have those polarizing main characters who are kind of going to just be there and, you know, sort through their adventure. It's a comedy, supernatural thing going on there. There's abilities. So I do think that this one's actually going to, it's going to do very, very well when it drops. I don't know how well, but it is going to, it's going to, it's going to be something. So I hope you look forward to that one. That sounds just like talking about those powers and the characters and stuff like that. That just sounds like such a good uh, mix of like quirky humor and like potential also for some really crazy like fights and the way they use their abilities when it's finally like time to, you know, get serious. Yeah. So and again, I this is this is what I've known. And this is just from me maybe trying to pick not maybe gonna read it deciding to read it or wait i decided to ultimately wait just because i knew it was gonna kind of get one and this is the same thing that happened with spy family months ago so gonna be fun to watch i'm sure i'm gonna be checking it out i'm gonna be watching it and this is one of shonen jumps 
babies that they've been trying to push. So obviously there is some popularity and there's some good stuff going on there. So uh, can't wait for that in 2023. Next thing, Netflix strikes an anime deal with Nippon. I never know how to say it. Nippon, Nippon TV for 13 titles. Now in this case, some of the titles have already been on Netflix, but one of the two, and I remember, uh, well, I told Rico like, hey, uh, Berserk, they are going to have Berserk the 1997 version which is, I don't think, it's very hard to find anywhere legit online, if you can, if it even is out there. And Monster, one of the animes that we've talked about and we've both seen and loved, coming to Netflix. So you, we will be able to actually get to check those out legally on Netflix. So that was great to see, great to watch. The, and then there was another one, and I'm just not sure. Um, we, sh we are going to get Claymore on Netflix, for those of you who haven't seen it. And I, it mentions Hunter Hunter. I just do not know, and I'm because the... The the 2011 anime has been up on Netflix for a long time, so I don't know why they would headline that particular name unless the 90s anime adaptation was also coming to Netflix. So that's that I do not know. That's just something that was on the top of my head. I did try to dig to it, dig through it a little bit. I haven't really found much, but if the 97 or the 90 version, I think it was 98 or 99 version of hunter hunters coming to netflix also that would be something to check out for your hunter hunter fans um you have any thoughts on that no well i mean the big things for me is just like you mentioned uh berserk uh parasite monster some big ones out there that i guess uh, are a little bit of a darker tone uh specifically monster i think is a big one that uh we saw a while back really enjoyed very different very psychological and uh, like you say, being able to pick it up and watch it was kind of the challenge because I think we ended up watching it on YouTube, right? Yeah, we saw Monster on YouTube from a guy who was just, I guess he had a playlist or whatever. And it was it was real weird because we couldn't find it anywhere. And yeah, now that Monster at least has it on Netflix, it'd be a easier, better way to experience it because I know there were some audio issues in one of the things. And it, unfortunately, it happened to where one of the later episodes and one of the more heart-wrenching one of the best scenes in the in that particular anime i saw it on the youtube channel and the audio cut out at that moment don't get me wrong it was still powerful as hell because i didn't know it was that obviously something was wrong so i told rico hey there's something's gonna happen the the youtube video is is messed up find another place to watch this episode and so i made sure rico got the full experience for for a particular character in that one so Again, audio issues and stuff like that should no longer be a problem now that's on Netflix. So best way to experience it, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it another watch, too. So and uh, the other thing is it's going to be a lot easier to recommend this now saying, hey, it's on Netflix. Like that's one of the things that just about everybody has, you know, if, if mm -hmm. they have uh, streaming services. So that's going to be good. Uh, I, I just started watching Berserk. Uh, so that that's going to be one that I'm going to be able to watch now. I've heard good things about Parasite, too, so it's going to be a lot easier. And the other one I had heard a little bit about that Marcus and I touched on a little bit was uh, ha Hajime no Ippo or something. I don't know how to say it, but Hajime, Hajime no Ippo. It's a boxing one. Yeah. So and another sports anime. I've heard good things. I didn't know it was a boxing one. Marcus kind of filled me in there. So, I mean. Yeah, and it's on, those are actually on Crunchyroll. Um, they, I don't know if they're they actually they are in English. If you have a country world kind, you can actually check a lot of those out right now. Um, but I know the big ones were the uh, Berserk, Monster, and again, whether it's Hunter Hunter, the 90s version or not, I don't know. 
And I think Claymore, I don't remember Claymore being on Crunchyroll, but it may may or may not be on there. But I know those are the big headliners for me and Rico that we're really like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? Crazy about. So that's awesome to see. Hopefully more people check it out and it gains that traction again, whether we get a remake or something down the line. Always hoping for remakes just because it's always good. Um, next, going on the list, Crunchyroll does add a few movies on their, um, on their platform. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is supposed to be dropping soon. Uh, Odd Taxi in the Woods. I know Rico and I, Rico and I are going to probably watch that one. We didn't see it in theaters, but we'll be watching that one. Bang Dream, Poppin' Dream, Afro Samurai Resurrection, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, and much more. If you want to check those out, you can always um, check it out on... I, I usually find my stuff on Anime's News Network. The article is on there to have more information on what is coming to um, Crunchyroll. Any thoughts on that? No, uh, I'm just excited for those two that you mentioned in particular. The uh, Taxi, which I have here for the 8th, and then Jujutsu Kaisen, which I have for the 21st, both September. Uh, Odd Taxi, you know, it's supposed to follow a little bit of the uh, kind of what the series does, but maybe expand a little bit uh, at the end. What what uh, to see, uh, you know, what what happens a little bit more at the end? It's supposed to elaborate on from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And Jujutsu Kaisen, I know uh, we feel how we feel about the anime. You know, I, we liked it, but I always uh, hear a lot of things about this character that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in particular centered around so there's a lot of hype for me going into seeing this character and what he can do so i haven't seen this i don't know anything about it so it's gonna be a fresh watch for me so i'm really excited awesome yeah and obviously gonna check those out also um more so odd taxi because that's the one where it does follow the story but the ending does have some extra footage so i know we're real excited about that uh next thing is Hunter Hunter Yoshihiro Togashi has decided to increase his staff. And this was after reports a while back where, um, again, he was experiencing, and this was, what, maybe a few weeks ago, where he was experiencing pain again, more back issues. And I know at this point, people are just kind of like, hey, man, like, if you can't, you can't. You have a story, take care of yourself. All Ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, your health is what's most important. So the fact that he's hiring staff, I guess, is going to be a good sign for him because obviously he's very, very passionate about his work. And obviously a good thing for, you know, at least a good thing should be for the fans out there because, you know, he's addressing his health. Hopefully he doesn't have to, you know, do a lot of the more strenuous work and he can still, you know, be passionate about his product and, and, and his manga and get it out there. So I know that was a big deal that he's, you know, he did decide to increase his staff. So that's good to see also. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, just uh, for us Hunter X, uh, Hunter Hunter fans, we're... We're pumped. We just want the guy to be okay. Yes, we want our 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 manga, but not at the expense of 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 uh, this guy. So, I mean, I'm just hoping that this uh, this move can kind of help relieve him a little bit and help him out. And you know, it'll be a little bit of both. You know, he gets better, but we still get what we want. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, just a couple of more things. Well, I'm gonna. I still have a few more things, but I'm going to kind of do a fast little shoot there towards the end, but just a few more of the main things. There was a new haiku illustration, and this, when Rico posted it, it kind of got me thinking. Obviously, the author, um, I don't know if they have any other plans for their manga, and again, I'm always praying for a sequel to the actual manga, but they released an illustration of the Niyama High School Girls Volleyball Team featuring Hinata's little sister, Natsu, as the captain. So now I'm thinking, huh, maybe some sort of spinoff maybe is in the works down the line or something like that, which honestly, based on the illustration, if you haven't seen it, looks dope as shit. <laughs> it really does. Um, I don't know, what were your impressions on it? Uh, 
Uh, that was my first thought too. Like, dude, this would be amazing. And all highlighted by that big smile that you see right in the middle. And it's very recognizable. So you have to assume that, it, that uh, you know, that's the sister, right? Like, yeah. And he, she just has that that love of the game, that happy-go-lucky look. And if I'm not mistaken, this team, the only way, the only reason I know of this team, or I assume this is the team, is because this is the team that, um, oh, his his name is escaping me right now. Uh, Wing Spiker for Karasuno. Um, the Tanaka. Wing Spiker. Okay. Uh, the his childhood friend the tall girl that he encounters like when they're out in the tournaments and stuff i'm pretty sure she she has this uniform and she plays for this team the one that he inspired her to play volleyball because okay. she was like a big giant girl do you remember yeah her? yeah yes i do yes i do so so yeah uh when i saw it i'm like dude like that's that's that girl's school and then i'm like oh my god no way hinata's little sister so i was like dude this this would be perfect. Like, you know, uh, we now know that the the end of Haikyuu in terms of animation is coming. The manga has been finished uh, for a while now. So if they're going to continue with something or have something in the works, maybe with this, uh, it would be a perfect time because Haikyuu is going to get a lot more notoriety again because of the movies coming out. You know, sure, people feel some kind of way about it being movies, but... If they're good, like they're gonna pop off, just like all the other movies have been. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 just I'm down for more haiku. That's that's all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm trying. I don't remember. I don't remember um, how much younger she was, but something something does happen later on, and she does she is featured again in that illustration. So it's cool to see. Um, so obviously we're gonna get some. Not obviously, but hopefully we get some. You know, haiku stuff, whether it's a spinoff, a sequel, or whatever. I know we're always praying for more stuff. So. Hopefully we do get that down the line. Uh, next, uh, we do have a, I'm not sure, if, I, don't, I wouldn't want to call it like a leak or something like that, but a web anime, there is some Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball news, period. It's not a continuation of Super, but we're not really sure what type of announcement. The announcement is supposed to be coming soon of a, I guess I, I would maybe call it more of a Dragon Ball Heroes type animation mm-hmm. project, right? Yeah, that, that's that, when I saw that. That's what I was assuming too. It's gonna be like some kind of side thing, either to I know Dragon Ball Superhero, not the movie, but the 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 little web series that we saw before kind of coincided with a game, right? Yeah, it was to to highlight a game that was coming out, and it was actually pretty entertaining. I thought I I, I watched it through, so that's kind of what I assumed that this web anime rumor is gonna be mm-hmm. weekly episodes. Shorter episodes, 23 minutes is what I see here. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And I know obviously people are still holding out for that Dragon Ball Super um, sequel, especially right now with the success of Dragon Ball Super Superhero to, I think, overwrite, overtaking Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in the box office as number four. So popularity is still there. When the anime comes back, it's just going to blow up again like it usually does. And we'll be all there for it, right? Because nostalgia and, you know, again, we, I've always said, kind of watch it for the story, but we love the characters, we love the power-ups, and we just love the fight scenes. So obviously something to look forward to there. I, I think uh, I, I think uh, in, in, in that tweet also where they're talking about the web series, I think they do mention that 
if we do get an anime, it might also be, uh, I don't think we said the web anime will be next year, 2023. Possibly we might be getting the anime late in the year, the return of the anime late in the year, or it says the 40th anniversary too. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly when the 40th anniversary of uh, Dragon Ball is, but that's something else that was kind of tied into those uh, rumors. Uh, obviously now with the manga kind of taking a little bit of a break, we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Mm-hmm. So well, if 1984 is when Dragon Ball started, you know, in the in the manga. So if we're talking 40 40th anniversary, then 2024 would be the date to look at there. Okay, all right. So something something to look forward to, something to keep your eye on, especially if you're a Dragon Ball fan. And just a couple more announcements. I just, I'm just going to kind of do a speed fire thing just to kind of get them out there. Uh, Golden Kamui, Kamui anime's fourth season. Second trailer just dropped. We are expecting the October 3rd debut. And I know this is the anime that is, um, obviously has four seasons. Not a lot of people have checked it out, at least from what I know. I have seen the first three seasons. This is the Immortal, the Immortal Sugimoto. I'm always a fan of... I was always a fan of this one. Loved it. Going to be checking this one out. So if you're a Golden Kamui fan... Um, something to look forward to last season will probably be the fifth season because the manga did just end recently for those of you who are familiar with the manga uh next up call of the night i know call of the night just skyrocketed i know when it first came out a little shaky but just skyrocketed as, in terms of popularity um it's doing a hell of a lot better time i i, I it's, it's still an understatement uh but the english dub is going to premiere on september 8th uh, so check out Call of the Night if you're a Dove fan. Another one that came out, is, or at least returning, is called Lucky Star. Now, for those of you familiar with Lucky Star, this one actually was one of the ones that... It was one of the anime that was there in the early 2000s. Very, very popular during its time. Well, it's actually making a return to a different magazine called Maitana. Um, yeah, so if you're a Lucky Star fan, check it out. It's been on hiatus since 20... So how, how long ago? 2014? It's been a hiatus for a lot for a long, long time. The author went to started doing some other projects, so it's supposed to be returning. I'm not sure if it's going to return from the beginning to start all over again or right where it left off. But definitely something to keep up and to look forward to, especially if you're a Lucky Star fan. Uh, next thing, Mushoku Tensai Jobless Reincarnation. Again, that's probably the most or one of the most popular isekai uh, genre type stories that are out there. The main story is listed to end in its uh, volume 26. I know the web, the web uh, light novel has already finished, but now it is supposed to finish off here in volume 26 if you're a collector of the volumes. Um, something to look forward to there. I know the anime is just going to probably adapt the entire thing. Now, I do feel this is something just to mention that it is one of the anime that inspires... It's, it's one of the things... It's one of the anime that did Isekai right, according to a lot of people, especially the, the web um, novel readers. And especially one that I read a lot at the beginning after the end, the author does state that this is the one that kind of inspired him to write uh, the beginning after the end. So I just wanted to give this one a shout out, especially for you light novel readers. And lastly, Rico might like this one. A new Elden Ring gag manga launches with publication in 12 lang- languages. I, for- I don't remember when it was going to launch, but obviously it's Elden Ring and we're fans of Elden Ring. Uh, so the fact that this is getting some sort of story is kind of cool. Um, especially in 12 different languages, which is also awesome. Uh, and again, I don't know what it means by gag manga. Obviously, gag referring to some sort of what? What would you call it? I guess comedy, right? That would, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, me, maybe I, you would think like gag manga would mean like just comedy, making fun of itself, self-aware, maybe um, 
touches on like meme culture a little bit, like with Radon and some of the memes and stuff we see of him. Melania also is highlighted there on the on the little uh, tweet that was put out. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see like how far they dip into the gag or funny comedy meme culture, all that stuff. Yeah, and, and if you play the games, there is a small synopsis. Comic Blocker is the person who's going to be a, uh, or the company, not the person, the company who's going to be showing off this manga. Do do say that a tarnished uh, does appear in Limgrave, just the way we do in the game, naked, painless, hopeless. He's trying to uh, um, make his way, I guess, on his journey. And his first step is Stormvale Castle, and he does have to go through, you know, Blyde, Margit, Godric, Rani, all the good stuff. So. Again, if you're familiar with the games, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So definitely keeping our eyes on this one. Um, any thoughts from anything that I just talked about, Rico? Anything at all before we move on to gaming? Uh, just uh, this is a really good time here coming up to be an anime fan because we have a lot of stuff uh, showing up either for the first time or coming back. Some of the new stuff, you know, uh, specifically October, man, is looking to be a big one, like I mentioned before. Uh, you touched on some of them, but between My Heroes, By Family, uh, Mob Psycho, Iruma coming back. I don't know if there. I don't know if any of y'all have heard about this one small thing called Chainsaw Man Two coming. So yeah, something like that, right? B- Bleach. There's one called Bleach that I hear a couple people watch too. So <laughs> uh, JoJo is another one. So we'll see, man. It, it's gonna be a big uh, a big month for anime and it's only fitting that it's october uh being that that's also the our resident anime guys month so yeah we'll my birthday is, ne- birthday is next month so obviously i'm treated to a lot of good stuff and eminence in the shadow is supposed to be coming dropping next month also i know i do hear i don't know anything about that but i do hear a lot of positive things so again october is just gonna be great for anime overall so but thank you for that Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and have hand it over to Rico for gaming kind of going on here, and I'll take the backseat on this one. I'll pay attention. <laughs> go for it. So in terms of gaming, we had uh, some pretty good stuff. Nothing too crazy, but some good stuff. Uh, new Mafia game is in development. I know this is one that has a pretty, pretty substantial fan base. Uh, I've never played a Mafia game, but I know there, it has a following. Have you ever tried them, Marcus? Mafia games? Actually, I when the first one ever, for I believe the first one dropped on the OG Xbox or 360, one of those, I actually passed the first game in one sitting. I don't remember anything. I just remember being the guy, kind of a Grand Theft Auto feel adventure kind of thing going on there. It wasn't exactly like Grand Theft Auto, but the story was kind of obviously we're dealing with gangs and mafias and stuff like that. You do kind of get that vibe. So yes, I did beat the first Mafia in one sitting uh, when I was... Whenever the first one was, I did. I remember, but I remember being like, hey, I remember playing Mafia for whatever reason. I sat there for, you know, a whole day and a half and just beat it. (laughs) But I can't tell you anything else about it. it. At the very least, if you had to put it in some kind of category, if you could remember that, like what what kind of game would you say it is? Like, I would say, yeah, it was action adventure. Action adventure is more so what you're kind of looking at when you're getting this one. Um, I don't remember if there was some sort of money system, but I do. I, I just remember liking the story for what it was. Again, you're this guy, and he's just going on, you know, mafia. Um, he doesn't start off with a mafia, but he kind of, kind of goes his way into it. So obviously, there's a new ma- mafia game in the works. It did something right, but it is, it is an action adventure type game, more focusing, I would say, on the adventure storyline aspect of it. Now, if this was based off part one, so they did anything for part two, 
or added onto anything, then that's totally on there. So, but yeah, so, this was years ago. So is this like GTA or is that what I'm thinking? Like GTA type story? The, the storyline, yes. The storyline, I would. I, I would actually mark it with um, with, G, with GTA, um, especially the way the motto is. You go to, you go find a mission, story progresses, mission, story progresses, story progresses. And the way the story is told through cutscenes, yeah, that's definitely the way okay. I would go. Okay, so I can see exactly why it has an appeal. You mix GTA type gameplay with, you know, mafia and being a mobster, gangster, something that is really, really appealing for a lot of people, whether it's shows, games, whatever. It's something that people always look towards and are going to check out that everyone just kind of romanticizes that mobster, mafia, you know, uh, Robin Hood type person. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll keep our, our eyes out for that one, see what else uh, comes out. Uh, maybe it'll be our my first Mafia game. Who knows? <laughs> so there's a, a little game named uh, Pokemon. I don't know if y'all have heard of it, but we did get some teasers. We did get some teasers for a new Pokemon coming out, and they did reveal it. At first, it seemed the, the teasers were about some paintings and stuff being found around a forest or just around around the environment or whatever and they did uh some people did think it was going to be like a smeargle if you're familiar with pokemon a smeargle regional variant or something along those lines but i thought they it was did... a cousin right off the bat i didn't think it was going to be i figured it was going to be like uh not not a smeargle variant but like uh because there there were some shadows and i didn't see any smeargle coming out through there and i said it kind of looks like a lemur or some sort of monkey it's kind mm -hmm. of the, what i was kind of going through so i figured it was going to be some sort of relative in that regard yeah so just because of the just simply because of the whole painting gimmick that's yeah. why people saw like oh smirgo or something along those lines well i'm glad that they revealed that we're actually getting a brand new pokemon he is like a little bit of a painting pokemon and he is based on a lemur like marcus said his name is grafii and he is actually going to be the very first poison normal type Pokemon. What, so, what, was, what was your first impression on his design? I, I thought he was cool. I always love like the colorful things that look uh, like a little odd, oddities, different. So I, I, I was happy. I thought he what looked. I thought he looked fucking cool, dude. I saw what I said. <laughs> 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 I saw him and I said, what? Like, my first impression was, what the hell am I looking at? And then the more I kept looking, I said, this guy looks badass. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, I was all about it. Like, he has this his poison finger and he, and he just looks like, like, if you look at the, the official illustration that they released with it, big old eyes, mean looking face. And I said, I'm about this dude, man. Like, I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. And I was stunned when I saw him because I said, what the hell? And then I kept looking. I said, this this Pokemon, like, this is, this design is something that is creative. It's a Pokemon that it's just like, this is, this is what I'm talking about, dude, as far as their creativity is concerned. Like, this is a Pokemon, hands down. This is what a Pokemon needs to look like, man. Straight up. I was... Genuinely surprised by how awesome Grafai looked. Visually, visually, like I was very happy. But I think what sold me is when I started to read a little bit more about about him and how he is very a moody Pokemon. He is uh, always in territorial struggles with other Pokemon, and his painting, <laughs> his painting, and all that is kind of how he marks his territory. 
Yeah, yeah. The, so the little uh, what is it? Um, his his information, right? His Pokemon information, and that his his saliva is made out of poison. And, he's all, and, he, and it's true. Like when I thought he looks like a pissed off little Pokemon. It was his information came out. He's a pissed off little Pokemon, dude. I yeah. thought that was amazing. I thought that was awesome. I said, "Oh my god, I resonate with this, with this, with this Pokemon, man!" Like this one, this one just as far as far as I've seen, and I we, I know we've seen the other reveals like Lechonk and uh, Fido and stuff like that, and then we saw uh, Chris Chris Titan. Like, but this one, this has been my favorite reveal so far, man. So, I, I, and I'm kind of curious if there's gonna be another Pokemon that's gonna pique my interest like this bastard did <laughs> and i don't know they, they didn't say anything about it having an evolution form or is there going to be a uh is it no evolution have they said anything like that yet uh no no information in terms of uh an evo or uh if he'll just be a solo pokemon or not but we'll see uh he, he did he is going to have the unburden slash poison touch abilities respectfully uh poison touch is usually uh Okay, like it's not really something big, but Umburden is actually a good one uh, that I've always liked specifically on Slurpuff is the Pokemon that I used to use it on where when you consume a berry like Citrus Berry, Chesto Berry, whatever berry your Pokemon is holding, you do get a boost in speed. So that kind of lends itself to like be a little bit of a setup uh, Pokemon Mm -hmm. uh, with that ability. So I would think that he might... He would probably get an evolution based on the looks and the abilities. He doesn't seem like a standalone unless we learn a little bit more about some special moves or something he has. To me, it's seeming like it's going to be a first stage. Okay. Very good. Good to know. I'll be, we, we, we'll be looking at this one. Awesome. Awesome so far, man. I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised with this region, man. Also, uh, also in the Pokemon world, uh, we have seen some events going on right now. They are throwing out uh, Ashes, some of Ashes Pokemon. Right now, uh, I, I don't know the date, but for the next couple of days, we're going to be able to get Ashes Gengar in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, what you do is you pretty much just look online anywhere, just search up Ashes Gengar. It'll give you a code. You input your code in Sword and Shield through the mystery gift function, and you receive a Gengar. That is based on the one that Ash has in the anime. So if you're a Pokemon fan, you like to collect those Pokemon like I do, check it out. Get that Pokemon. Uh, we will be jumping over to the next one. If I'm not mistaken, I think it ends the 8th. But we'll see. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, was getting a lot of rumors. They were saying we're going to get the next one is going to be called Mirage. Then shortly after that leak. It was confirmed we are getting Assassin's Creed Mirage, and it will be revealed at the Ubisoft Forward on September 10th. So we'll see for those Assassin's Creed people out there. I know the the last couple have been pretty pretty popular from what I've seen. I played Origins, I think, and I've skipped the two since then. But, mm-hmm. you know, it has a huge fan base for a reason, and... Mirage sounds like a pretty cool title. Let's see what they're where they're. I can't really tell where it's gonna take place. It seems like that doesn't seem like Egypt, but that seems like something uh, based on the picture. Uh, I, I'm there's there's been a lot. Um, I I personally actually stopped 
on the uh, Assassin's Creed wagon, and I still haven't found that game to kind of suck me back in. Played part one, played part two, played Revelations, played a, I played the part two series, played part three. I stopped at part four. So I guess you can say I've played half of them as of right now, but if they're going back to basics, and it says set in Baghdad. So it's going to be... There um, we go, Baghdad. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be set out there. So um, it's going to release 2023. Again, I'm not sure if this is a game that's going to pull me back in, but it's been a long while since I've actually played a, you know, Assassin's Creed game. That's because I played them pretty religiously, uh, at least the first four, three, four, five, at least the first five or six of them. Yeah, well, my uh, again, I mentioned my last one was Assassin's Creed Origins, which I loved because it was set in like the time of Egypt and all that with a lot of ties to like mythology and those kinds of things, which if I'm not mistaken, if you have Amazon Prime, and you link your Amazon Prime to Twitch. I think they're giving out Assassin's Creed Origins for free this month. So if that's something you want to try out or you want to dip into that, uh, that is their game of the one of their games of the month, which I think they're giving out two good games. If I'm not mistaken, it's that Assassin's Creed game and one of the Middle Earth games for Ooh. free. You basically have to just have to go onto their website, go into their prime gaming loot, claim them, and basically they're your games. So if you have that, go check that out. You can check out both. Uh, I think it's Shadow of the first one, Shadow of uh, Mordor, or whatever it's called, and then this, uh, the Origins game, which is the one I enjoyed. So moving on, Sony and Tencent have invested in From Software. Uh, they're big because everybody knows them for their souls, their Soulsborne uh, type games. They also just made uh, Elden Ring, which we talked about a little while back. Mm -hmm. So, them investing in this type of game, or in this uh, in these in this studio that kind of produces this type of game, along with the news that we got where they have acquired uh, Savage Game Studios, which is uh, mostly known for mobile gaming. Uh, I think are, are big moves. I'm not sure if they're going to try to get their own game uh, from the FromSoft type genre, uh, something exclusive. But this this news coupled with the Savage Game Studios, which is mobile gaming, kind of lends itself to like they're kind of trying to maybe invest in that kind of game with a mobile gaming. There's rumors that they're going to try to build on their mobile gaming division and kind of dip into that market. Uh, earlier this year, also, they did make a move where they purchased Bungie. And the big news there was that they wanted to help both help out Bungie and also have Bungie with their success in Destiny and building such a great live service game. Kind of poke, poke uh, Bungie's brain and and use them to build their own life service game. Hopefully that lasts, you know, the span of eight years, 10 years, whatever it is that, you know, usually you think about with a life service game. So they're just trying to round out, uh, you know, their gaming library, which I mean, they already kind of are at the top of the world with. So, I mean, let's see what ends up coming there. Any thoughts on that? You know, the from software stuff or maybe them di uh, diving into the mobile gaming. I mean, I just, I can, I, I can never really understand as far as, you know, um, 
what's going to go on because obviously they do have some plans and these plans are always never what gamers expect them to be so that's i, I, I like i'll wait i'll wait until they actually kind of see more or less where it goes and stuff especially with mobile gaming obviously they're gonna do it like blizzard over there like diablo and you know just you know because mo- people want to get on the mobile gaming because mobile gaming makes a huge it's a big part of gaming in general and it's a big it's a big money money pit it really is for for mobile gamers um, so people obviously want to kind of put their foot in there and stuff like that. So if they decide to do that, I guess hopefully they do it right. And if they decide not to, then that's fine. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of hold my hold my breath a little on this one and see more or less in what direction they go. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me because mobile gaming is like you said a very big deal, and not everybody has uh not everybody buys a Switch, not everybody buys now the uh, the Steam Deck, but. It's crazy because some of the things you hear about some of the mobile games that people kind of get hooked to and drawn to, um, they might have been better off buying the Steam Deck or the Switch because they spend just as much money on those games. It's it's crazy. Like Diablo, this last Diablo Immortal, you know, that one got ripped apart because of the system that they kind of use there. So uh, you're right. Our hopes would just be that they do it the right way. And I mean, if PlayStation was able to launch a game anything like what their their big notable games are for their system you know like hell yeah dude mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll like you say we'll kind of just got to wait and see what uh these investments are and this acquisition is going to lead to down the road but hopefully it's just more games for more people more places and more fun right yeah absolutely so uh, konami is set to unveil a game in a quote-unquote world of a world loved franchise at the tokyo game show which is going to be in september i don't think i have a date yet but uh we just know that as of now it's in september i did see so, a date somewhere because tokyo game show usually takes place like mid-september yeah uh 15 18 <laughs> I, I just i said mid-september i looked it up and i'm all happy because i got it right usually i i, I remember time frames pretty well mm-hmm. or i remember having a i don't say a photographic memory but i usually remember things kind of interesting like that but yeah so it's 15th to the 18th tokyo game show uh just because they do announce all the super cool like jrpgs japanese games action adventure games the anime stuff so i'll be keeping up on this um i think what's up not sure any th- exactly any any thoughts on what that could be world love franchise tsunami <sighs> i'm just not sure um people i know people are obviously hoping for like a metal gear because metal gear does is konami in that case but a lot of people are talking about uh, Suikoden. It's one of those old J- JRPG games um, that was very popular on PlayStation 1. And I think a version came out on DS. I may be mistaken. But it was actually one of the first... Um, how do I say it? JR- not first JRPG games. But it's one of those JRPG games that are j- kind of took that world by storm. And it's actually very, very popular. Believe it or not, despite it not having a game in so, so long, people want it. So maybe that's what they're going to be coming out with. That would be my guess based on what I've read and what I've seen. Um, I would not hold my breath for Metal Gear. Uh, whether I think just be, it's because I think Konami's trying to distance itself from Kojima or something like that. But if it is, that's great. But if it's not, that would be my, that would be my thing. All right, it's going to be a, it's going to be an old JRPG type game that's going to kind of come back to life and that would be awesome especially if it's that series um because the character classes in that series was amazing so yeah from my side um you know it's probably just uh, wishful thinking but I know Konami uh is part of the Silent Hill 
series, Ooh, right? That's a good, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So, and I know that's a game that everyone has loved like for a long time. And we've always heard rumors about in some capacity that it was going to be coming back or is it finally time? So my my biggest hope would probably be something like that. If not, maybe something like a Castlevania. I've actually never, I've always wanted Ooh, to try Castlevania. I've always wanted to try Castlevania, but I know that's another big one that they have. Uh, so if if not uh, Silent Hill, maybe a Castlevania would actually excite me a lot. So Castlevania, Castlevania actually is a good one too. Um, I played a handful of them, not all of them, because they're a lot. But I played a lot of the ones on Game Boy Advance. I played the ones on 360, the 3D ones, the open world ones. But Castlevania to me has always been really solid on their 2D Metroidvania genre. So if it's one of those, maybe maybe something like that. That'd be that'd be cool to see. That's a good one. Those are actually great, great picks. So speaking of uh, cool to see and great picks, Nintendo Direct is rumored. I mean, we it, it's rumored. It's been rumored for a long time. We always have Nintendo Directs. Uh, uh, typically, t- uh-huh. typically, well, typically we usually have Nintendo Directs in September. Yes. So when people start saying, oh, there's a Nintendo Direct rumored for September, it's like, well, yeah, dude, like we always have a Nintendo Direct in September, right? Yes. So that wasn't too crazy. But late, lately, the rumor has been that it's going to be on the 23rd. And um, there's this uh, there's this franchise in the Nintendo uh world called zelda i don't know if y'all have heard of it i don't know if you're familiar with it marcus nah, but all. there's rumors that it is going to be a very heavy zelda centric nintendo direct mm-hmm. uh things like uh you know we did have the the delay of breath of the wild 2 uh there's now been so of course we're probably going to get to see something about that since it's it's coming up here soon i think it's what uh early next year yeah, first quarter it be. that's what they say yeah per- First quarter next year, so we should be coming around the time where we see a little bit more of that. Uh, the latest rumors too have been possibly Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and outside of the Zelda realm, they're talking about something with Metroid Prime, uh, a Metroid series, either a series of three games, a trilogy, or just a remake. I think of the Metroid Prime. Is Metroid Prime a game, like a, a standalone game? Metroid Prime originally came out came out for the GameCube. Uh, yeah, it has three parts to it. So if they're gonna if they're talking me- oh. the Metroid Prime trilogy, that means they're gonna stick because the Metroid Prime trilogy came out last on the Wii, um, which which included parts one, two, and three in a bundle. So oh, if they're okay. gonna re-release the Prime trilogy, it's gonna be one, two, and three before because Metroid Prime Four has already kind of been well, just that it was in development. So we might be getting Metroid Prime news if they uh, if anything. Um, obviously, I would think, and this is pretty much, I don't want to say a gimme, but they will release the Metroid Prime Trilogy, trilogy right before they release Metroid Prime 4. So if we're getting news, it's probably going to be a, um, hey, here's a trilogy, buy it. Oh, here's some news on, on, on Metroid Prime 4. And I'm assuming this Direct's going to be a big one. I know people say kind of it's focused on, on Zelda. Um, so, and it's interesting on, on the 23rd, because I know the last time we talked about it, and again, uh, remember, it was like in June where you talked about I was waiting for that um, summer Nintendo Direct, which we didn't get. And instead, we got an, a small indie one. I was kind of half right in the sense that, oh, we got a Direct in July, but it was an indie Direct. And I was like, I guess, you know, it usually happens and stuff. And then they're saying, and so we always get a Direct in September and we always get one in February. September to close out 2020, the, the year and February to kind of close out the beginning going towards the summer. Which the summer is going to include usually what's going to come what's going to come out there. So interestingly enough, they're saying twenty third, which lands on a Friday. 
I'm already going to say, and this is just me guessing, that we'll probably not get it on that 23rd on that Friday because typically they've always come out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And very rare Thursdays, I've actually gone back to just, if it's a major, if it's just a major Nintendo Direct, Tuesdays or Wednesdays is always your safe bet. If it's usually attached to a game or some sort, or if it's like an Indie Direct or what used to be 3DS focused Directs, then Thursdays and stuff is kind of what we got. I would... I would kind of more or less say it's going to fall on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, whether that's before the 20th, like before that, or 2021st, or the 27th, 28th, I'm kind of leaning towards, because I think the last one was the 22nd. I don't remember. But I would hold my breath for one of those, the 2021st or 27th, 28th on Tuesday or Wednesday. Because it's kind of weird to have one on a Friday. And if they did have one on that 23rd, I'd be kind of interested to see too. So, yeah. Get off that. So yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, uh, we're looking forward to any and all stuff Nintendo coming forward. You know, it's gonna it's set up to be a big uh, a big what would you say like last quarter probably for Nintendo early first quarter next year with uh, you know we're getting some Zelda stuff here. We have uh, Marcus mentioned you know Metroid Prime Four is being worked on or. Um, we have Pokemon coming out too. Uh, Splatoon, I think, will probably be out before. Yeah, we're before so, this comes out. We're also getting uh, Bayonetta is coming yeah, soon. So, so Nintendo is gonna blow up again here uh, towards the end of the year. So we're excited for any and all, all announcements. All the big hits, yeah, especially all the Zelda announcements. I know Rico asked me a while back what what Zelda things. And yeah, I know Twilight Princess and, and Wind Waker have kind of been talked about as getting that HD treatment. Um, but I'm hoping for their and not 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 essentially kind of like how they did a Link's Awakening, where they did a Link, the Link Awake Awake's Awakening remake from the ground up. I'm hoping for like a Game Boy, their Game Boy Advance games, Minish Cap, Oracle of Seasons, Ages, something like that in, the, in, the, in those realms to kind of bring onto the Switch because that would be amazing. Uh, we even have um, the other ones would be um, Phantom Hourglass and and uh, Spirit Tracks to kind of make their way. Also, if you want like a little 3DS, so there can be all kinds. Especially they call it a Zelda blowout. I doubt Nintendo would put all these Zelda games into one bundle because, you know, they're in the process of making money. And I told Rico also that if they slapped a $200 price tag on a single Zelda game, regardless of how atrocious it is, my ass is going to buy it. So, like, they can do whatever they want with Zelda. I'm buying it day one. I don't give a damn. So, um, anything you're hoping for, Nintendo, besides Pokemon? Uh, I would probably like to see some of the remakes for Zelda or some remasters for some of the Zelda series, actually, because I've only played two Zelda games. That's I've only blasphemy. played. I've only blasphemy. played the the big the big one. I, I've actually only played the big two. Or I, you know, you can you as a fan, you know some other stuff, but you know the the ones for us Zelda normies, you know, Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Uh, so I, I would like to go back and with a remaster, check out some of these. I, I've still been holding out on, uh, buying Nintendo switch online and playing, um, Majora's mask or Majora's mask. So I'll give that one a go at some point, but you know, being able to have these kinds of games and take them on the go with your switch, like that's just amazing. So I'm probably looking forward to that. I've never played a Metroid game either. So. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what kind of stuff uh, they put out there. I know the Kirby game that they just made was actually kind of appealing. I didn't. I didn't 
I didn't pull the trigger on it, but it's still if the, if there's a sale on it, I'm going for it. So let's just see what else uh, they're sale. able to show me here. Yeah, Nintendo sale. I'll be holding my breath for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully we get something on on the Nintendo Direct soon. And whatever day it is, dude, I think I might. I usually like to call in just because. <laughs> of course. I mean, I mean, just because to me it's a, it's a, you know 45 minutes of just Nintendo goodness, man. And usually they start like at four. Sometimes it'll start at three thirty four, but there was one time where it started at four thirty, so it went on until five thirty, and I was like, no. So there I am on the drive home doing totally illegal things. You know what I mean? Uh, just to try to catch this new tone already because I don't want to, you know, lose on anything. But hopefully we get some great stuff. I know we will. So look, something to look forward to. The very last thing I have here for gaming, which I'll just try and touch on quickly, is something that I, I was going through the Xbox store to see what games were coming up. And I, my, I was surprised to see this game called Dragon Ball The Breakers. It caught my eye right away. Because, you know, something Dragon Ball and I haven't really heard of it. So I started to dig and look into it. And what it is, is it's, it is a 1v7 type game similar to Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight. And that is a game mode or game style that we have enjoyed as a group. And seeing that it's basically civilians versus Frieza, civilians versus Majin Buu, civilians versus Cell. And... The civilians are trying to escape slash survive, and the villain is trying to just, you know, waste these guys, beat the crap out of them, evolve, and just kill them, right? So, you know, what I just thought, like, is there a more perfect, like, universe? Like, why have why have they not made this kind of game yet? And I actually brought it up to the guys last night and was asking them, have you heard of this like at all? And they kind of just checked it out and said, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, wow, you evolve. You start off as Cell like in his little cocoon and you grow and you turn into like the second version of Cell and then eventually perfect Cell. So, uh, well, uh, this is something uh, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on and probably the rest of the group, too. Uh, one of the most appealing things is the price point. It was a $20 game. If it had been a 60, 40, you know, that would have been a little harder to think about, but yeah. a $20 game, this style, something we've enjoyed historically. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it. If it's going to be supported, if it has a, a good little community, you, you know, you might find us playing this game pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. So jumping over to TV and movies, I'll try to get through it quickly so that we can jump into our discussion. Um, we have the live action Hercules that we're getting pretty soon. They say that they're going for a modern spin with some elements from the animated classic movie. So again, kind of like what we saw with uh, Aladdin, I think if I'm not mistaken, the guy that did Aladdin is doing this movie too. So I know there was a lot of uh, questions on what they were going to do with Aladdin and the genie. And when we saw the casting of Will Smith, it was kind of like, whoa, like this kind of seems like it could be a little weird. But then it ended up kind of paying off. You know, Will Smith kind of did his own thing, made his own genie. You know, it's always, it was always going to be hard to live up to Robin Williams being that guy. You know, so uh, I'm excited to see Hercules on the big screen and um, excited to see like more of who we're going to see in those roles. I know 
probably last week I saw a video with Danny DeVito where he go he's on YouTube and he's just answering questions about things that he's been basically the format is like he, it uh, asks a question about Danny DeVito on Google. They type in his name and whatever questions come out, he answers. And one of them was actually about uh, playing Phil. And he was saying that he wants to play Phil like in the live action Hercules. So that would be pretty cool, I thought. That would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing. Why not? If he's, if he's willing to do it, you know, I'm down. Uh, so yeah. Netflix, Netflix series about... the Netflix is making a series, ironically, about the final days of the blockbuster franchise. Which I thought was like, wow, that's, that is ironic. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. I did see that so we... Netflix is the one that put them out of business. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, so I did see some of the cast, but I'm not seeing your... Somebody, somebody like famous is in it, but I, I can't remember quite who it is. But uh, moving on, Daniel Radcliffe is starring in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Did you did you watch this trailer, Marcus? I didn't see the trailer, but I saw a lot of the images, and just because I think the trailer when I put it on there, I think it was I think I was in school during school when I was kind of like, you know, I did see bits and pieces, and it does show him being weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there or there around the dinner table and stuff, and. It's, it's pretty it's pretty tripped out and stuff so yeah you know those of us that know the daniel radcliffe name know it because of of course because of harry potter so watching him branch out and do something like this is is exciting i think for to see what he can do outside of being the wizard You've so seen other films? I, i've seen like two or three other movies but of course he's always going to be harry potter right like yeah yeah, but uh, which is the one that I saw where he's like on a, it's called black, black, black something. Yes. I've yeah, seen that one. And I've seen one other one that I, I, I can't remember. So the Swiss army knife. No, no, the horns. not that one. Maybe that one. He has girls horns or the other one. The other one I haven't seen, which I actually want to see was, oh, which is, he's in pajamas and he has these two guns and he looks real crazy. I forgot what it's called. Um, I've seen I've seen a handful of them, and honestly, I think this guy's talented, man. I think he's really good. Daniel Radcliffe is good. Yeah, he is. And then uh, portraying somebody like Al Yankovic, who's like just you know a world famous guy. Everybody knows him. You've heard his parodies and his music at some point. So it's it's gonna be cool to see him uh, portray this character. And it is gonna be uh, releasing November fourth on Roku, which is interesting. Ooh. So we'll we'll be looking out for that. Uh. In talking about like some old, some older stuff, uh, Beverly Hills Cop is going to be coming out with a new movie. It's going to be Beverly Hills Cop 4. And Eddie Murphy is going to be coming back uh, alongside Taylor Page and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I know Beverly Hills Cop is a big, you know, something that a lot of people have loved over the years. Super funny movie. Uh, so I'm glad it's coming back. It seems like we're getting a lot of things coming back nowadays. Uh, and I'm a I'm personally a big fan of uh, Gordon Levitt, so I'll be checking this out. JGL, hell yeah! Uh, Twisted Metal has finished wrapping, and I was excited about this. And then I got even more excited when the news broke that the way that they celebrated the the wrap up of the the filming is that they ate ice cream out of the back of Sweet Tooth's truck. That's awesome. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's funny. 
Matilda, the musical, which we talked about before, uh, got a release date. It's going to be on Christmas Day, December 25th. So we'll be we'll be watching Matilda, I'm sure, on Christmas Day if we're not if we don't have anything to do. So that's exciting. Yes. Uh, Apple TV is getting a Godzilla spinoff. They teased it. Uh, again, another thing: big monsters are blowing up. Godzilla getting his own show. Kong getting his own show. Then getting a movie to get another movie together. So uh, big monster people. Myself included, Marcus too. We're I'm sure we're looking forward to this too. Kaiju fights. Kaiju fights. Uh Harley Quinn renewed for season four. Yes. <laughs> big one. Big one there for Marcus. Marcus kinda Marcus kinda had already said, like, dude, there's no way that they don't do it, that they don't keep going. So there it is, Marcus. You're getting another one. Which I was kinda hoping for, just because I was over here like they're gonna get an axe like everything else that HBO is doing. Uh Winnie the Pooh. New new trailer for Winnie the Pooh movie is coming out, and he's evil. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen the. I don't know if I you've haven't. seen the. Oh, okay, you have not seen the trailer, dude. It's it's creepy. It's weird, oh, is it really it's, creepy. It, it, it look, dude. He looks creepy. It did, it did look like a trip from the get go. That's what I was kind of like. Dang, it looks, he he looks creepy. He looks like a creep. So I haven't gotten to check out the trailer. I'll check it out in a few. Maybe after this podcast, kind of see what the you know consensus <laughs> is. Because I'm a chicken shit. So you best believe that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it looks creepy and basically like the story is that he get he and piglet get abandoned by christopher robin at some point in their life so he comes back for revenge and it's just psycho and he looks psycho though it's it looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> uh paramount plus and showtime plus are combining uh so another little move in the streaming world uh i do watch things on paramount plus uh most notably i think these last ones were Paramount Plus is the one that has Halo, right? Yes. Halo, and then is that also where we saw 1884 and uh, what is it called? The the original. 1880. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember. It's like one of the craziest, one of the biggest shows of this past, uh, you I know, know. On- ongoing. Paramount Plus? Mm-hmm. So Yellowstone? Uh, yes, I mean, Yellowstone. Oh, really? <laughs> you see? What did I tell you about that weird memory? It just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was they, really like, just something, man. I was like, why can't it come to me? I know the prequel, <laughs> but the, the, the big one won't come to me. So I do watch those shows on Paramount Plus. I'm not too familiar with anything big right now on Showtime. Uh, I know back in the day I did love the Penny Dreadful series, which was on there. And they did. That's one that did sadly get axed. So, um, we'll we'll see what that leads to. Hopefully, it works out for both of them. We can get continue to get good series, and I can check out some stuff that's on Showtime. See what their big stuff is, and give it a watch. Uh, some big news from House of the Dragon. The House of the Dragon had one of their showrunners leave for quote unquote other projects. Uh. A lot of people were talking about like, oh my God, this is not good. This is bad. But it seemed like it was his decision and he wanted to move on to something else. And based on some of the quotes that he said about, uh, I don't remember the name of the guy that they said that is kind of going to be the sole uh, showrunner from now on. It's working real closely with George R. R. Martin for House of the Dragon. And they kind of already have their vision for season two and stuff like that. 
And they're also bringing back a guy that worked on Game of Thrones some of the early seasons. For those of you that are worried about when he worked on Game of Thrones, it'll be some of the early seasons he worked on. And uh, something I didn't hear a lot of people talk about is what is he moving for? And my big thought was, dude, I've been hearing some stuff about some more news about the the Jon Snow show. Is that what he's jumping ship to? Is he jumping ship to work on Jon Snow? That would make series. sense, right? Because they want to. I know the, when it was originally announced, John, the Jon Snow series is actually being like for like Kit Harrington just basically did everything almost by himself to bring mm-hmm. his own series, right? He got his own production team, his own people. They liked it so much that they went ahead and greenlit the show. So if you have a showrunner who I guess is successful to make sure that, um, you know, because God forbid HBO releases something, a Game of Thrones piece of, you know, media that does not live up to the hype. That would just, hold, not totally, you know, but it, it would really kind of be like, dang, you know, they actually finally messed up on a Game of Thrones piece of, of media, which would kind of be interesting. So I, I'm sure they're just, if that is the case, which that's actually a really good hypothesis you just came up with there, you know, that he would be going that way, if, if, if anything, you know, it'd be. A big yeah. reason why. So yeah, and I think too because of the constraints of like what House of the Dragon is, and it being a prequel, and kind of like the story's already all out there. If you want to spoil it for yourself, if you're or if you're a reader and stuff like that, when when we're talking about something in the future and Jon Snow, that doesn't exist. Like everything is original. You're gonna be able to do whatever you want. Uh, kind of go down your own path rather than kind of just put somebody else's vision into into like the screen you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that that was my first thought so uh some people were panicking other people were like oh okay like the other guys are pretty more important uh than this guy leaving but to me like it, it house of the dragon thus far has been really good i i've thought so mm-hmm. so i'm more i'm looking forward more to the future like i bet he i bet he's leaving for that john snow series so we'll see you heard it here first. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of House of the Dragon, we also had the Rings of Power debut this this past week. Which, uh, at this point, Marcus and I both have seen uh, the show. I think we both agree that it is pretty good. Uh, and just, dude, what a hell of a time to be watching TV! You know, we have uh, House of the Dragon. Well, we have Rings of Power. Uh, Game of Thrones universe, Lord of the Rings universe. We have anime coming back here quickly. So for any and all watchers, like, man, it's a hell of a time. And one of the funny things I heard about here of uh, Rings of Power is that Jeff Bezos' son is actually a huge Tolkien fan. And that he received, I don't know if he called him or a text, but Bezos said that his son told him, Dad, don't fuck this up. You better not fuck this up. So uh, based on what we've seen, like we can kind of see where where all that money is going to because it is a beautiful looking show. Yeah, it's it's expensive. It's gorgeous. (laughs) Some of the scenes look intense right from the right. And I was going to record again. We can have a whole review on this maybe later on down the road after everything's done. We can kind of talk about it a little bit more on a separate episode. But just to kind of initial things. It looks expensive. Right from the get-go, you have a super cool orc versus humans fight with Galadriel's brother. Um, 
I was like, damn, like that was a hell of a shot. Even the opening shot, the opening sequence, because I just climbing up the, the ice mountain when you see the, when you see the castle or that fort and the castle in the background. Um, the rolling thunder when they're going to, to Valendor, it, it looked intense. And I said, wow, damn, that's, that's some good budget. Um, some other things, just, you know, initial, since we're on the subject, um, you know, we like, we like J.R. Tolkien. We, lo- we love Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm from, pretty damn familiar with Lord of the Rings. Like, again, I'm not going to claim to know more than anybody else, but I do know, I guess, my fair share. And, you know, it's getting a lot of flack. It's getting review bombed and stuff like that. But it, just in general, and the only thing I'm going to say is that if you appreciate the lore of Lord of the Rings, you know, just stuff in general, like, as soon as it started, I just blew, it blew my mind just how everything just came, just rushing back as far as what I actually know about the series and the lore and how fun it is to just kind of be back in Middle Earth for whatever reason and kind of experience the entirety of the story and kind of going and thinking about the movies and the books again and Cimmerillion again and, you know, the, or the appendices at the end of the books also and kind of just, damn, like, this is awesome. Like, you know, I, I have more fun diving back into the world just in general that, you know, I just want to see more of what's to come. Now, I do have my issues with with the seasons, and I'll talk about that more later. We'll, maybe we'll talk about that more later on um, with the episodes that I've seen so far. Uh, not perfect, but enough to really keep me interested, for sure. Yeah, and uh, leading up to this, I just kept thinking to myself, dude, like, why are people not talking more about that we're getting, you know, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, like, it seemed like all the hype was building around House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. You know, it's the more recent show so or movies, uh, universe that we've experienced. So maybe it's just a recency bias or whatever. But I was like, dude, like Lord of the Rings is mas- like a masterpiece. And say what you will about the second, their second trilogy. You know, it was also uh, great movies, exciting to watch, maybe a little weaker on the some of the story. But, you know, they were they were also great films. Uh, for what they were and uh, like you said you nailed it diving back into the the lore the series the the characters some of them that are familiar others that we've heard of but never seen and just uh, the vibrant world uh, the dark parts of the world we get our first taste of uh, some of the bad guys and what they're going to look like um, and it's, it's just uh, if you're into the whole fantasy sci-fi ish thing like dude like come on come on it's 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 a treat and 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 that and we mentioned i mentioned it before you know like you know people talk about house of dragon lord of the rings you appreciate we have both you know what i mean and just i guess and i know i kind of forgot just how massive massive and not that you know just it, it that i didn't know i just kind of forgotten you know because it had been a while since we got lord of the rings media just how massive middle earth and its history is People talk about Game of Thrones and people talk about, you know, its history also and its lore. But Lord of the Rings, just huge, just huge. And again, it does have the the hundred years, obviously, right? How many, however many years it's been, that it's been now. And Tolkien's son has been able to kind of piece together the history that his dad left behind and stuff like that. So just huge, obviously. And then whereas Game of Thrones has been out, I think, for about, what, 30 years? I think the first one came out 1990-something. I forget what it was. Um, so it's been around obviously not that long so again George R. R. Martin for the work that he's done up to this point it's just been spectacular also so I think if you're a high fantasy fan we're, we're spoiled right now so I, I wouldn't take it for granted just because we're getting two super major obviously icons just duking it out at the same time at Solrico we get to watch 
Lord of the Rings on Fridays, and we get to watch Game of Thrones on Sundays. Like, that's too much, man. It's never enough. <laughs> that's great. And then we have all the all the anime coming up soon. Bro. Yeah, man. Media. Media. Uh, so last thing here is that uh, DC fandom was canceled. Uh, this was a little bit of a shocker, but I guess a little bit of a shocker. But when you look at some of the things that have been happening with DC, uh, you know, they delayed Aquaman. They delayed uh, Shazam. And uh, them kind of merging a little bit now and rethinking some of their things going forward and merging with HBO. Uh Warner Brothers, that is. Uh, this is kind of their little event where they announce everything. Comics, characters, worlds, movies, TV, games. So no DC fandom this year. Uh, if you were looking forward to anything, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. But maybe it'll be for the best here that they're kind of rethinking everything, kind of going to restructure everything. Uh, and just uh, hopefully this means that things are going to be looking better. I know in terms of... Uh, the films that DC has put out has been a little sub have been a little subpar. So hopefully this means that everything is kind of going to improve with uh, some of the things we've discussed in the in the past about them restructuring and kind of looking more to the future and not just the here and now and kind of going forward with a plan and then moving uh, towards a destination and an end goal, much like what everybody kind of says that they do over in Disney with the Marvel universe uh hopefully this is for the best so we'll see what what comes out there mm -hmm. so now moving over to our discussion i know we didn't do yeah. one last week so we apologize for that just because you know i was exhausted and i know and we usually have everything planned out we, but we didn't want to get the news out last week and there was a lot of news um so we had yeah, a lot but, we yeah. had a lot so <laughs> and, and i was and i was tired again because we we had recorded super late and I felt super bad. I said, man, like, oh, I can't believe we didn't do a discussion. I feel bad. Like, you know, like, I, I like to think that that's one of our main selling points because you can get the news from just about anywhere. And we hope you actually get the news from us just because of our um, insight into some of these things. But some of the discussions, we like to have fun discussions. And I was bummed out we didn't do one. Uh, so, again, apologize. So hopefully, hopefully today's can kind of put, put us back on that discussion and, and you know, really, you know, from here on out, be able to have one every week, every time we record. So, uh, didn't want to apologize for that. That was more my fault than anything. Because I know Rico was always ready to go, but I was dying. <laughs> yeah, so uh came up with an interesting one. And I, I, I thought about it because I saw um, I saw someone else discuss it. And right away, like, it hit me. Like, you know what? I already know what my list would look like. And some of them are heavier than others. Oh, and how I did not like the ending. Uh, and I kind of try to format mine like for different reasons. There's some that like I think I have a, a five that really like were tough for me. Some of them I still liked. Some of them kind of affected uh, my thoughts on I have a, a series in particular. I do have a, some honorable mention where I have a movie. I actually also do have an anime because I was like, you know what? I need to throw this anime in there uh, for Marcus. So I personally have TV shows, uh, an a, a couple anime, and a movie. So uh, we'll just uh, dive into it there and uh, what our reasons are behind it. Now, Wait, so how, how many have you got, first of all? I, I have five. 
five that I'm, f- five that I'm gonna like really talk about, and then I have one, two, three, four honorable mentions. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep pace with you. So I'm gonna talk about the big one right off the bat, right? This one is one that everybody talks about all the time, and it's in it's in the spotlight right now because, of course, we have House of the Dragon, okay, Game of yeah. Thrones, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Now, if you don't, if you're not familiar, uh, the reason that this one kind of fell off towards uh, the last two seasons is because the showrunners were anxious to jump ship from Game of Thrones to Star Wars. Because they were promised a new Star Wars series. So they kind of said, like, we want to be done with Game of Thrones. We're out of here. We want to wrap this up. Uh, I know in the news uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen that George R.R. Martin was campaigning for more seasons of Game of Thrones. He wanted another, like, at least three or four seasons. Uh, I think by the time season six was out or season seven, one of those two. <clears throat> and they kind of, they turned him, they shut him down. He He didn't win that argument. And they decided just to go forward with uh, D&D, the showrunners, and they kind of just stuck with their guns and said, we want to wrap this up. They wrapped it up in those last two seasons and they rushed it. Biggest mistake in television history. Yeah, they rushed it. And whether that was on them or on HBO for just not saying like, you know what, just do this season, move on and we'll we'll work with somebody else. You know, I, I thought that should have been what they did. Uh, so that to me, that's the big one, at least in, in recent, uh, memory. Um, anything to add there? Like that's, that one is actually, cause I don't watch a lot of TV. So my TV list is probably the least. And there's one other one that I got just because uh, this, again, this is off the top of my mind, but Game of Thrones was on there. And I remember watching the last season and really enjoying some of the battle scenes. The battle scenes are kind of hard to mess up. You know what I mean? Um, but once you got to the end, you kind of saw the the endings and you saw the 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 cliche plot lines everybody knew what was going to happen and stuff like that it kind of and and the way it was rushed it was just so fast and i think the last uh, and the last season you know the whole season was just weird just off you know the battle the, the battle scenes weren't i thought were actually pretty damn good um but just as, as far as storytelling is concerned you're talking about convoluted rushed no pacing just sticking whatever the hell you can and then having this ending that was just kind of like, I guess, okay, cool. And talk about lackluster, and that's an understatement. I just, I had no idea out of everything we saw that the show went in that direction that it did, which I thought was just super, wow, just ridiculous. Yeah, and, and that was the big thing, that it was just rushed. Because honestly, I didn't have too big of a problem with how it ended. But I had a problem with how they got there. Yeah. Because if you know, like, who ends up kind of being sitting on the throne at the end, you know, it, it's a character that makes sense in a lot of ways. But you, we didn't get, like, that storyline from him that we needed for us to, like, get behind that. You, you know? see, exactly. And, and that's where I felt that it was just off, you know. And that was actually the main point where I was kind of like, from where? Like, this... This character was supposed to be above that. You know what I mean? But he became that. And I always felt like he was above that. So when he got there, I was like, okay, cool, I guess. I was like, that makes, I guess that makes sense because, you know, he's who he is. And I guess if he's going to be the next king, then he can kind of oversee everything and stuff. But I was like, no, I thought he was always beyond something as, I guess, in his eyes, as trivial as that. Because 
if I remember correctly, he never really wanted it. He always wanted just to kind of make sure. And not, I, I don't know. Again, that was just something you have to kind of go back it, and rewatch. And it makes read. sense. It, it makes sense because of what he's able to do and see, yeah. and 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 you know because of his but, abilities. But, but, it, it, but it never really. But we don't. That. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't ever hint at that. It never really. And we. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel like we were all waiting for a very long time. Because of some of the other things he's able to do, like for him to use that and be of use in the big war and in the battle and, you know, us get behind him and, and like him as a character. Because at the at the at the heart of his character, like he becomes just kind of like stoic. Right. Yeah. And there's no reason to care about him. And then all of a sudden, like he's thrust into this huge role and it's like, dude, why? Like make me care about this guy or make me something like give us, they should have given us something with that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the big things like for me was um, at the, in the very first episode, in the very first season, it's established that we are from, from King's landing to um, what's it called? Where the Starks live uh, Winterfell. It is a month's journey, a fortnight is what they call it in, in, you know, in those times. And we see that we see an army go from, from King's land, or they go from Winterfell to King's landing in one episode, like boom, like that. Yeah. So, so a month that, 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 that's a month. That's a month in one episode. So to me, I was like, dude, what are they doing, man? Like, but then it comes out like why it happened and whatever. I wish they would. I wish it would have been done differently. But I mean, it, it, it it's it's of note. You know, it's it's big. So I mean, House of the Dragons out now. Hopefully, something like that doesn't happen there. Uh, I don't think it will. Just because obviously so, they're gonna learn from a mistake. Like I think is it safe to call Game of Thrones the biggest blunder ending in TV history? Uh, I would probably say it. It has to be up there. Uh, I'm one of those people that like the journey is more important than the ending, but I feel for the general audience, probably like the ending is, was huge. Yeah. So, the only one I could think of, and I never watched it, but I know like lost was always talked about in that regard, but yeah. game of Thrones, like, like if you talk about the people who are watching game of Thrones compared to lost, no comparison. That's why I, I guess because more people were so invested that I think it'd be kind of safe to say, like, hey, man, you want to hear, you want to talk about the biggest, the biggest disappointment in TV history? You know what I mean? Just because mm -hmm. of the, again, the global impact and the global scale that was Game of Thrones, right? People talk about that ending. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, and it feels like most people also will say, like, dude, don't even watch it, man. The ending sucked. And like me, I'm always like, dude, yeah, you're, I'm fair. always like, I'm always like, dude, you're crazy. Like, yeah, the, the first, the first four seasons, five seasons, like, are still some of the best TV like you'll ever see and then sure like it drops off a little bit towards the end but it's still like an amazing series like as a whole i agree i agree, uh, I agree. so yeah i don't know if you want to throw in some of yours if you want me to keep going well let me just let me just talk about my because i only have one other tv one i don't know if you have more and like from here i just kind of go off of the list that i have here and this is because i watched this show in college and strangely enough i watched it with my roommate at the time um well roommates because you know and shout out to them if they you know whether they hear it or not uh but Berto and anthony man we watched we had this thing where we watched uh, how i met your mother um every time it came out i think i believe it was on wednesdays 
And we caught up and we saw this and we laughed or whatever. But then when it came to that ending, have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Dude, that's on my list too. So really, right on. Yeah, <laughs> this was the only other one I watched, dude. But yeah, dude, that ending, man. Like from where? <laughs> that's all I want to say. Like, like I don't know. I guess my issue was cool. You know, the mother, if you know it, right? And whatever. And obviously, things had transpired with the mother, and then you know, the other female lead was kind of going through her thing and. You know, Barney was this, and you know they, they kind of set up all these things in the last season. And you thought like, dang, you know, if that's cool, you know, he ends up like that, that's fine, and whatever. But then for the end, and they kind of straight, they try to swerve you with the ant, ant, and all these things. And I'm trying to be as spoiler free as here as I can, but um, for Ted, they're at the end to make that reference or that nod stemming back from the beginning. And I was like, what? I was like, why? Like you just you just spent a whole season and a half, two seasons building up all this stuff to say and eh, forget about it here you go i was i was taken aback by all that you know yeah. you know what i'm talking about right I, I know exactly what you're talking about and you know at this point i don't give a shit man i'm gonna go full spoilers from if if you haven't watched how i met your mother at this point and if you don't want to hear about this like yeah uh Shut this off because this is one also that hit me really hard. I love the show. Barney was amazing. Ted was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Marshall was amazing. Marshall and Lily together were amazing. Uh, Robin was amazing too. Uh, they all go through their progressions and it's just a really nice slice of life uh, type show where you follow different storylines, different characters. They're also different. You have, couple, uh, uh, you have a couple, you have a couple, a hopeless romantic a guy that is just spitting game to everybody and has the playbook, which was fucking legend. Wait for it. <laughs> Dairy. And, you know, you deal with, uh, you deal with the loss of parents. You deal with a, uh, a marriage possibly being broken up. You deal with a, the loss, a, huge the loss of a wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The loss of a wife. And, you know, from episode one, they kind of tease us that, it's going to be Robin. It's going to be Robin. It has to be Robin. He loves yes, her. He loves yes, her. Yes. And then we finally get, and you know, they do tell us that he met, he met the mother somewhere along the show. And then in the last season, they hit us with that. It's not really somebody that we know. It's somebody we've, we've seen, the yellow but, umbrella, but, yellow. but, but, but it's some, it's literally some rando. And then it's like, okay, like she seems nice. I like her. She's awesome. Well, actually, now she's dead, <laughs> and and Ted is and Ted is still in love with Robin anyway. So I was like, "What?" Like, and, and they were calling her Aunt Robin throughout the entire series. And at the end, it's like, "You love Aunt Robin?" Yeah, I suppose I do. He tells a story, and I was like, "Man, what?" And he takes a stupid blue French horn, and I was like, "Oh my god!" This is after again after the fact that Barney and Robin were supposed to have, were supposed to you know have or they got married. They didn't it didn't work out. They split up. And it's like, hey man, she's back on the market. I was like, what, 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 from like, why, where, what, why? Like, I didn't that exactly. Was... It was a huge like, what the fuck moment. Like, from where you hit it on the head, dude. Like, and it's not that it was a bad ending, but how it got there was just like, dude, we could have used, we could have gone without the like whole random person. Yeah, and I it guess. was, and again, it was two seasons, Rico, of just of episodes and stuff, and you're like, when a buildup just so they can just say, hey. Fuck you and your two seasons, and then just oh we're gonna we're gonna pair Ted up with Robin. I was like, okay, I guess, cool. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it was just this one was just because of that like out of nowhere ending where it's like 
well, we've kind of been establishing the story from the beginning, but then, well, actually, we're going to throw in this new this new uh, character, which is like the big reveal. And then, well, actually, the big reveal like means nothing because she's gone now. So we're going to go back to like that first tease that we've yeah. been building up the whole series. And I was like, dude, why? Like, go one way or the other. Like, don't go this way and then that way and then back. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the show, and don't get me wrong, the show is still phenomenal, but that ending really hurt it to me. Yes. And it's funny because it's one that's back now again. It's How I Met Your Father with uh, Hilary Duff. I haven't checked it out yet, but I've heard it's pretty funny. I haven't checked it out either. But, uh, dude, I'm really glad you watched the show. Like, this is a surprise. <laughs> I've seen it. Yes, I have. It's awesome, <laughs> dude. Barney was the man. The playbook. Goaded. <laughs> Barney was, because he was a, a playbook and it had all the, all the steps. And he says, have you met Ted? <laughs> Uh, you <laughs> yeah it's awesome so since you did me the solid of throwing me a live action show out there i do have a few more uh live action shows and movies and stuff but <clears throat> i'm gonna throw you a bone and throw out an anime that i thought okay. the ending was just like oh and it's one that we both love <clears throat> maybe maybe it's on there for you too soul eater i have it on here yes i do <clears throat> so for me it was another one that was just super underwhelming, super rushed. Uh, they built up this hype for the bad guy to be just like this end all be all like, you know, big, powerful being that not even like even Lord Death himself, like can't uh, just take out. They have their battle and, you know, he he's kind of the only one that is Lord Death's equal. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, with, with the power of bravery and, and death not even being like a death scythe or whatever, like all of a sudden, Maka is OP, has all these brand new abilities and just perfectly counters Asura in every, just perfectly counters Asura in every single way. And I mean, I guess she must be a Saiyan or something because she just, over the course of an ep like a couple episodes, she's just the most powerful person even more so than Lord Death, and boom, Oscar's done. Yeah, the most, and you want to talk about like the weakest boss fight? Man, I just, knocked him, knocked him out with a punch, a punch, <laughs> one punch. I said, I guess, I guess. And and to top it off, right? It was a great, it was a great series up until the filler had started. Because remember, it did deviate away from the original uh, manga storyline, and. That was, and I'm usually again very open. I do, I do actually really enjoy Fullmetal Alchemist 2003. I know, I know. I'm sorry for all you people out there. Um, so I'm usually pretty open about the anime and stuff like that. But I said, what from where? And like Rico said, like you know, the the power ups are always hard. I, not hard, but power ups always have a weird, you know, storyline in anime. But the way these power ups just progressed, holy hell! And knocked them out at one punch. Okay, here you go. They wiped their hands. They're done. 52 episodes of what? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I did have that on my list. And you you pretty much nailed everything on the head. But yeah, so that's why we're always kind of hoping for that. Um, Hey, you know, Fire Force just finished. After the Fire Force anime, um, maybe we'll get like a Soul Eater uh, remake. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. I mean, we're both hoping for that. And I mean, it, it, it's still a good show. But that ending, oh my God. And I have read that the, the manga is quite different. That oh, is yeah. the, the way better version to consume this because of this exactly. Uh, 
I've heard that the where the fight takes place and the way it goes and that the kid has a little bit of different stuff. So the characters are just phenomenal. Uh, if I remember, the animation was pretty for the most part. Uh, the characters, you know, Stein was awesome. Medusa was awesome. Uh, that the kid, uh, Black Star, Subaki, like, oh, dude, just a phenomenal show. I just wish it would have ended a little a little bit less anticlimactic, a lot less anticlimactic. Why lie? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Soul Eater. That's a good one. I'm going to, I, I did have more, but I, I decided to kind of cut it down and just go with the anime that Rico is probably familiar with. Um, I only have three anime left and then three movies. Is that more or less what you got? Like total? From I have, I have uh, two, two series. I have two series and then I have actually three, four series and two anime. Okay, so, so if you if, if you want to throw out uh, if you want to throw out anime, maybe they'll be kind of similar. If you want to do all your enemies, do all right. Well, let's go with I do have one, and this is and well, I'm gonna go with this one first. I'm pretty sure you might not have this one. You're pretty. I'm pretty sure you don't have this one on your list. Um, but it's actually one that I actually I actually have in my top ten that I really really enjoyed just overall, and I loved it. Aside from the ending, and I guess I don't want to call it the worst ending, but I do have a problem with. You know, and I'm going to use, and it's not Roni Kenshin, but I'm going to use Roni Kenshin as an example. The, the anime kind of drifted off. And if you're familiar with Roni Kenshin Samurai X, which is non-canon, by the way, um, he dies. Roni Kenshin dies at the end of Samurai X. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but it's not canon, you know. And even the manga creator came out and says, no, that's bullshit. And he, he says, <laughs> he go, yeah, yeah, he even says, that's bullshit. And he, this line always stuck with me. He says, he goes, he's gone through so much, through so much shit that the last thing he needed was to die, like to die. And especially the way he did. And so now whenever, you know, somebody dies or, you know, when somebody goes through a lot of shit just so that, that for them to be unhappy or just for the sake of story, I, I kind of always had a problem with that. Gurren Lagan, have you seen Gurren Lagan? No. Gurren Lagan kind of does do that where it's, you know, these characters go through so much shit and when they finally find happiness for the sake of the story, they want to make it, you know, bittersweet or they want to kind of have like a, you know, a hollow kind of thing going on there. And I loved the series. I loved everything about it. Like everything. I loved the, the last episode. I loved it. I, you know, but the last 10, 15, the last 10 minutes of that, of that episode, the show, I said, are you kidding me? I was like, that's, I was like, I, I wanted more. I wanted a sequel. Even with the main character, I'm like, wow. I was like, you, you did the main character like that. I said, I guess. Uh, and again, not to kind of get spoilers in case you ever watched it, watch it or whatever. Because everything, the story is amazing. The animation's phenomenal. But just the way they did that character, and I'll never forget, really bugged me and did me wrong. And I said, you don't, I, I was like, how do you treat your, your main character like that? Like, especially with everything they've gone through just so he can what are they trying to give me some sort of you know pseudo meaning some sort of meaning behind everything a thematic message that's trying to hit me with of you know of just peace and bliss i know man i'm like if a guy is in love if a guy gives up his life he get he gets shunned the way he does and you want to shit all over him like that i was like that's not the way you do it you know you don't you don't do that he could have he could have kept his wife and still do the thing you know what i mean just different things like that so yeah. If you haven't seen that, and I don't want to say too 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 much, but again, that line that the, Roni, the creator Roni Kenshin says is when a guy you know a guy's gone through so much shit 
Like, how are you just going to do that to him? And so that's something that I've always resonated with. When somebody goes through so much, and again, if, if you're going to kill them off, there better be a damn good reason. Don't just do it just for, you know, just for the sake of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get so, you completely. So that was, that was one on my list. Um, I don't know if you have this on your list. This one I think I'm not on your list. It's another anime one. And as much as I talk about it all the time, there's good reasons. Uh, Death Note is on my list. Okay. Yes, no. Okay, can I tell you why? Yeah, go for it. So Death Note is on my list. And I've always said for anybody, whoever, wa- whoever watches it, episode 1 through 25 are phenomenal. Amazing. 20, episode 25, awesome. Rigo knows what I'm talking about. You've seen it, right? I haven't seen it all. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, then. I don't even know if I want to talk about this one anymore. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll have to revisit this one because I'm actually, actually like halfway through it. Okay. Okay. And there's a reason for it. And again, it, and it's one of those like where the last episode's still good, but there's some things that I'm just kind of like, huh? And I, I was like, well, we revisit this one. We revisit this one. I, told, I thought you had finished it. I don't know why. I had thought. No, I, no, but I did watch. I did watch the Netflix movie, so I am kind of like a an expert. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemous, dude! Blasphemous. <laughs> All right, let me let me throw one out there too. All right. So, have you have you uh, heard of Odd Taxi? Shut up. Yes. Well, good because that's not going to be on this list because <laughs> it's fucking perfect. But something, said, wow. but, but, but something that is on this list that is huge is uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Gonna, I wasn't going to touch on that one because it uh, wasn't. Uh, Attack on Titan, I won't touch on too much because it's not finished. It, it yeah. hasn't finished in the anime world. But since, we, I was, you, and I, since you and I both read it, uh, we're familiar with what happened. Uh, and to me, the, the focus... Uh, spoilers if you don't want to hear this was uh, I'm not going to spoil it completely but light spoilers was all the problem I had with it was all centered around uh, a character a big character in the series and how they kind of did a little bit of that thing that happened to me like in How I Met Your Mother where like they were going one way with him then they kind of went another way with him and then like it kind of shows that like He's not really one way or the other, but he's kind of in between. And I thought from where his character was going in the show initially, uh, like it it was huge because it was like, dude, what kind of guy is he? Is this guy like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? And he was kind of making his own like genre, not genre, but he was making his own like type of character almost. Uh, And then it kind of just fizzled out. And then, if you're familiar with what happened, like they ended up adding a little bit more to the show in terms of the manga. So it's going to be interesting to see if they finish up the anime with that new publication stuff, like the in extra, mind already. The extra, the with, extra yeah, panels. With the extra panels, or if they're just going to go with the vanilla ending. I, I mean, to me, they have to go with the panels. Yeah. I, to me, to me, that added a little bit. Maybe not yeah, it, completely, but, more but, depth. but but it helped. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with you. I, I, this was, was, I was going to say, and I was going to put this on my list, but I did not because the anime was not finished. Um, and, and I was specifically sticking to anime uh, movies and or what you had mentioned. Uh, but we did read the manga. Just to kind of elaborate on what Rico said, I'm on that boat. And again, I, I'm on that boat. I think I'm a little bit more on the it's okay side and stuff like that. 
Um, just because, the same, I thought this character was going to go in the direction of another anime that I've seen called Code Geass, where I thought it would, it would have been okay, in a sense, and kind of have everything wrap up. You see, but my issue, and besides the issue that Rico talked about, was kind of the issue of resolvement. Like, what what was the, what was the resolve? Like, what? how did everything resolve in terms of what, after everything had transpired, again, trying to be as light spoilers as possible, what changed in the world? You know, what was the, what was the outcome of, of the ending that Attack on Titan had given us? Whether, and I keep, and we talk about it all the time. Riku, this must be, counting this one, we must have talked about it at least seven times, eight times, you know, the amount of times we've talked about the Attack on Titan's ending. And which, which is good because as polarizing as it is, we still talk about it. You know what I mean? And just, I would like to have seen, uh, I guess, a, a more concrete resolution here towards the end. But instead, we kind of got something that was not really filled out, that was still ongoing, and we're like, okay, there's still there's still a conflict. Why why is the story coming to an end? That's the way I made it. That's the way it seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah. there is an overall there is an overall message, right? Kind of saying, well, the world's going to go on, and you know, world's war is going to breed more war, and you know, that's just the way it's going to be. But then we had those extra panels. Where you're kind of like, okay, maybe we're not done yet, and Rick knows what I'm talking about. So yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get more into what into that. But yeah, that was my issue. Aside from the character, was that whole resolution thing there at the end? How it was just, it seemed like it was still unresolved. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, and I and I kind of feel you on that too. To me, like I just get so invested in characters that to me that was like the big screaming thing for me. But it does, it, it also. That it also did have that problem where it's like you establish like the show and the show by all means is still very, very good. But yeah, you know, the journey, you, the journey. You, you have you have the uh even even like with the characters and what they're racing towards, like they are trying to do something and then you kind of are left in the dark on whether they actually accomplished what they were out to do. And if they didn't, then what was this whole story for? Like it was just weird. And like you say, like the, when they added a little bit more to the end, like they did kind of show us that like, maybe the story isn't quite over. Yeah. Left it open in some sense. So, so, so we'll see, we'll see uh, what happens here going forward. Yeah. And I know we're, we're really interested to see what the, what the world's going to think like, because I feel like a tap on times is, is, is one of those few anime that, it's going beyond an anime audience and people are just watching it because it's on like that scale of, I guess kind of like a third game of Thrones. So I'm kind of curious if it follows suit or not. So it's going to be, and I, I know me and me and Rick are, and I are excited to see, you know, how the world embraces this ending. So, Oh yeah. Uh, you want to hit me with another one? Uh, sure. And I'm going to hit you one that is going to get that reaction where you said also, uh, uh, how I Met Your Mother. This will be my last anime, but my big thing was "Bitch from Where." Like that was my reaction when at the end of Naruto Shippuden, <laughs> we got a like surprise. Like, wait, who are you? Like, everything was built up for like Madra to be this end all be all, and I'm gonna go full spoilers here because this one's old. Uh. And all of a sudden, like, we just get this, uh, that we just get revealed that there's this other bad guy 
that has been kind of been running everything from the yeah and a bad guy that has been working through like this little shadow creature that we kind of have not really thought much of uh, much of since like we've known him and he's actually been like the right hand man to the real bad guy which is some kind of alien symbiotic creature from outer space and like what like and is actually the mother of all the jutsu and like the whole thing behind this and i guess now with further context it makes sense uh now that we've watched boruto and read boruto and know more about like these uh creatures and their background and who they are and what they do but at the time i remember just being like what all of us dude everybody everybody was like dude where exactly exactly so that was just like a huge surprise. And again, like the show is just way better than what the ending is, but or what what happened there at the end. But it, it was still nice, like the fight and the way they're able to to fight her and uh, Kaguya, for those of you that don't know, uh, it's her name. Uh, it, it was just a weird surprise that was weird. <laughs> I don't know. And, that, and that's because I love Kaguya's design. I love her character. I really do. I, I actually really, really like her, um, her as a character. But again, story story wise, I, mean, I remember Rick was like, "From where? Like the Otsutsuki? For who the hell are they? Are you really throwing this this new alien bad guy here at me in the in the last in you know in the few chapters? Like, get out of here! You know what I mean? And, and again, that's not kind of the Sasuke and Naruto fight, which is you know the ending where they lose their arms and shit. Um, but like, I mean, regards talking about like from where, and obviously now we have Boruto, and I guess. We don't. I don't know if Boruto was in the in 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 the creator's mind at the end of Naruto Shippuden, or if it was something that came out later. But he, I don't know if he had to like, oh, let me tell the story of the Otsutsuki and exactly how powerful and crazy they are. Let me make him the main focus bad guy in Boruto and stuff like that, just to really you know make it make it connect and make it worth you know why she came out. And I was like, okay, cool. But I agree wholeheartedly. Where again, I, I love her. Don't get me wrong, but from where (laughs) yeah i love the show i love her too but it was just one of those things where like they could have introduced her like earlier in the show and wrapped up with madura and then brought back the otsuki it it, it is a interesting like that you bring up like did they bring him back because like it was so random or was this always the intention or i don't know we don't know so you gotta ask those questions in the context of just naruto shippuden like it was just like a huge like (laughs) swerve (laughs) So yeah, that wraps up everything for me with anime. So if you want to finish up anime and then uh, I'll do my other like live okay. action shows. Well, I have two more and um, one of them, you've probably heard of one. You probably haven't heard of the other. The one that I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about here is called Future Diary. Um, and it, it, again, when it came out, it was actually pretty popular. Not as popular now as any, anymore. But this was one of those where the ending happened. You're like, what the, f-? like, like, what, why? You know what I mean? And the whole premise is even insane. It's one of those uh, game uh, survival, you know, you're playing a game and you got to survive type thing and people die along the way and stuff like that. But then you realize, you know, the main heroine is batshit crazy. And then it just gets like uh, moments of tri- time travel. And again, I love time travel stories, but when they use that as a cop out towards the end, which is kind of what this one did, I was kind of, huh? And then the actual ending, you're like, what the hell? It, things were kind of resolved when, when an OVA came out years later and it kind of made sense. But when the before that had happened, you were left with some crazy dumb ending where, again, the main character was just stuck in this 
void. And you're like, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it ended. Um, mm. Yeah, and honestly, I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed it. I know it gets a lot of shit now. People call it the greatest B-tier anime. Not the greatest, but one of the best B-tier anime to ever come out. You know, think, think of it like that. And I guess the ending makes it B-tier. Because, you know, and the soundtrack's really, really nice and badass too. But uh, Future Diary, if you haven't checked that out, real short, 26 episodes, 25 episodes on OVA, if I remember correctly. The other one, the other one, and you want to talk about... And, I read the manga on this one because the first season was just amazing, amazing. And I read the manga, and I'm glad I did because season two, no mas no. Season two, oh, I know, I know this sucks, one. sucks. I saw the first episode. I said this is bullshit, and I started. And I, I didn't watch. I skimmed through them, and then I got to the the last two episodes. I said this is ridiculous. I've never seen anybody butcher an anime the way that they had they did with this one. And if you're familiar with the Promised Neverland, I'm so sorry you didn't get to see peak Promised Neverland because they took Goldie Pond away from you. They, you know, it was ridiculous. So, um, are, you saw the first season, right? Yes, and I really, I actually really, really liked it. The first uh, season is is amazing. The I first really, season really is liked it. Amazing. I'm talking like amazing to the point. Again, it was that amazing where it was going to be on par with the likes of, you know, I don't want to say, I guess, I guess it's going to be up there with Demon, Demon Slayer, the Attack on Titan. It was the most pop when it season one came out. It was top 10 anime, you know, at the time. It was, it was top, it was the most popular one that had, had come out. You're talking, you know, just raving reviews. Nobody disliked it. So when you go from someone like that to the abysmal adaptation that is season two and they took characters from us they took arcs from us they took goldie pond from us i said are you shitting me and then they hit us with the the ending totally totally different from the way the, the manga was going that's because the manga ending was still kind of you know here nor there but it was a lot more bearable i know people liked it it had mixed reviews people were satisfied people weren't it wasn't the worst ending and i really enjoyed it you know because certain characters did redeem themselves and stuff like that but you got a PowerPoint presentation to talk to, to kind of go through this ending in Promise Neverland 2 and totally different. They started, they, they saved characters. They did some stuff. And I, I said, what the hell is this? I said, why? You know, so just not to get into it anymore, just in case Rico's brave enough to at least check out why, you know, and, but you haven't read the manga. So maybe it might not seem so as bad, but like Norman, like they did him dirty, super dirty. And, like, yeah, that, just, that's actually one of the ones that I've heard a lot about, like it being super disappointing. And I heard it first from you. And then I've also read about it everywhere. Like, dude, like they, they butchered this. And yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times, like you mentioned, for me, like ignorance is bliss that I haven't read the manga. So when I watch it for the first time, it's like, oh, OK, like I, I can see like why this is good or whatever. Or, you know, I try to I try to be a little bit more positive and stuff. Uh, of course, like when there's things you can't ignore, you can't ignore. Uh, but um, how about a how about a 15 minute PowerPoint presentation to end? You know, a dude, <laughs> dude, dude, tell me about it. In the very in the last in the very last Star Wars movie, they reveal that the the most powerful entity in the galaxy, in terms of the dark side, Sidious, is back in the intro, bro. In the intro, yeah, and that's actually um, I do have a. Star Wars and my list of movies in my movie list. So now I'll wrap up my anime list. And I don't know. Do you have Star Wars on yours too? By no, I actually don't. So I do. 
now on this one i just put star wars because i didn't know if i want to if i want to talk about um the episode nine or eight the last jedi or the rise of skywalker and i went and i think i'm leaning more towards the rise of skywalker um just because as much as i disliked the last jedi which i again i disliked it wholeheartedly i understood the ending i get the ending anybody can be a jedi okay cool i guess there was some sort of message that came out of it uh kind of like a silver lining i get it okay so i didn't really mind that ending too too much as much as i despised nine where i did not understand what the hell and why the hell they just decided to retcon everything that had just transpired in the last one a story was already mapped out. The biggest mistake you can do to a story is retcon it in one two-hour sitting. And that's what they did. So I guess I'm thinking about the worst ending in terms of film trilogies or a story or the worst ending as far as the actual um, ending of Star Wars was. They introduced Sidious in the beginning of the film when he was never mentioned at all. At all. <laughs> and then they introduced... And now I'll never forget. What are they called? Uh... The Jedi beacons, or what the hell are those beacons called? You know what I'm talking about, right? The Jedi, yeah. I mean the Jedi, the Sith beacons. Yeah, I, the oh, name is escaping me I, right now, but... I forgot what they were, but it's like, oh yeah, we, we gotta collect the Sith beacons to take us to the location of the Sith base. I'm like, when the hell, when were these things a thing? I said, the Sith beacons, why didn't we find these things back in the other films? Like, I guess. And then, yeah, I just had an issue with that movie in general. Again, it did look nice, right? But then the ending were insidious i didn't understand what the hell was going on in that third act um insidious was there uh the way he died was whack turned to dust uh he had this what looked like this big old audience that what i could i stood to this day i don't know if there were people or not um <laughs> yeah uh ray uh ray and kylo ren awkward kiss scene uh shit and then, oh, anybody, uh, and the message went from anybody can be a Jedi to anybody can be a Skywalker. Oh, here you go, Ray. You're on Tatooine. Let me know. I don't know. Abysmal. I, I can't even. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, I actually, to me, to me, the problem started when they decided to go with different directors, I thought. Yes. Because if you watch, the, if you watch the entirety of the trilogy, you can see that the the episode in episode one of the trilogy, which is actually episode what seven, uh, Star Wars episode seven, yeah, uh, you can see that they're like kind of doing something similar from the original trilogy, and it mirrors that story like a lot, you know, with a loss and they have their own Death Star stuff like that, and then in episode eight, they completely like change the message. And where they were going with the story. Mm -hmm. And then episode nine kind of had like an, an impossible task of like wrapping up seven and eight together. But like you say, like kind of took the worst approach and just kind of retcon eight like all together. It was like if you were to go from seven to nine, it maybe would have made a little bit more sense. But I don't know. It, it was just weird. And I think the big failure was just that obviously they had different directors and they had different visions because yeah. like you talked about, like, yes, eight had like a nice message where like anybody can be a Jedi. And there was that whole story about Ray and who she is. But then actually in part nine, it turns out that she's not just nobody. She's a freaking Palpatine. 
And then, well, actually, she's not a Palpatine because now I identify as a Skywalker. Like, what? And Palpatine, like, coming back, it was was cool, you know, for uh, nostalgia's sake. And some of the visuals were cool. The Force lightning and how he's taking out the fleet with, like, his Omega lightning or whatever. Uh, But, you know, over the course of the trilogy, there was just so many characters that were wasted. They betrayed kind of, like, the big endearing thing that was, like... That was like at the heart of Luke Skywalker and him never giving up, you know, in the, over the course of these movies, he gave up on his nephew. Uh, Oscar Isaac was a big actor that was kind of underutilized. I thought uh, they brought in Gwendolyn Christie to play Captain Phasma. She was a wasted character. character. Yeah, yeah, Benicio was. Del Toro was brought in to be a big character. He was a waste of a wasted, character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they brought in uh, who else? John Boyega really ended up not being not doing much. Yeah, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher apparently can fly through space uh, as Princess Leia, which blew my mind. Probably like the the craziest thing to me. Uh, you know, the the one thing was kind of like Kylo Ren and Adam Driver and his story was was pretty good. But I don't know, like it, it just did not outweigh like the the bad decisions they made here. Snoke was ended up being a joke of a character. Like, yeah. I, they just missed so much that this is one of those that probably like with good reason, like is not like was was bad enough to where like, should I watch this? I, I'll still watch it because I'm a star Wars guy, but yeah, like I watch star Wars too. Like, uh, but, 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 but when, when you like compare it to not other stuff, but like to itself, like within the star Wars Stuff like it's crazy to think that this is probably a worse trilogy than the prequel trilogy because that one at least is funny and meme worthy and at least has some stuff that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was it was rough. This one was rough, but I I actually didn't didn't include this in my list. I'm glad you did. Which one, Star Wars? Yeah, the, like this. I, I didn't even think of like a trilogy and that. My big problem is at eight, though, and not the ending. So maybe that's why I didn't like think of this one. Yeah, and again, I and I still like. I mean, I still dislike eight probably the most. But again, we're talking about worst endings, and again, I don't know if I was talking about thinking about worst endings in a trilogy. Which again, that one was just bad, you know. But it wasn't. You could even say you could even say the the ending of the Skywalker saga because that we know is end is over. Yeah, it's sure. over. So Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and again this is just you know what we saw what we got um and i didn't know if again as much as i disliked the last jedi i can at least say okay i i guess that i see where the ending's going as much as i disliked it they're rolling with anybody can be a jedi the next person can be anywhere stuff like that and i'm you know and i'm okay with that which i had no problem with so that it gets a pass for me on that one okay you want to roll next yeah, so I'll uh, I'll touch on two real quick that were in like kind of like my honorable mention along with uh, Shippuden and Attack on Titan. But these two are live action shows. Uh, the first being The Sopranos, which oh yeah, am- yeah. amazing amazing TV show. Uh, and you know we kind of wanted to get like this closure there at the end. We knew it was ending. It wasn't. If I'm not mistaken, it was one of those that did like uh, final season A and final season B. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ending was just very open-ended, which kind of left a lot of people feeling a certain way. 
It was one of those that's supposed to be up for interpretation for the longest time. I think later on, the director did say, like, this is what happens. But that void that it kind of left when, like, you have uncertainty and you kind of have to make up the ending for yourself was very, very weird at the time. And with such a huge show like The Sopranos. Open interpretation uh, type endings. Yeah, so that was that was like kind of weird. So I feel like I had to include that here just because of the scale of the show and it being like one of the big ones from, you know, like early yeah, in our childhood. Yeah, especially that time. Yeah, for real, for real. That's yeah. The, the other one that I'll talk about here for a different reason uh, is a more recent one. I don't know if you're familiar with the show 13 Reasons Why. I uh, Yes, I'm familiar with it. So it's a Netflix show. It's about, uh, it starts off as kind of like, it's like a teen drama. Like it starts off as a, as a suicide story and how you get there and stuff like that. It ends up uh, evolving into an interesting show. It, it's pretty good. But at the very end, they hit you with like something completely random out of nowhere. And it just destroys you. It just destroys you. A character that you just come to love and appreciate and, you respect him because of his journey and stuff. All of a sudden, like, hey, uh, guess what? Like, I'm sick. And then, boom, he's gone. And it's just like, dude, from where? Like, why? Like, it, it was just crazy. Too much. It it, it, it was it was just too, too out of nowhere. And it, it, it was whack. <laughs> so that's that's. Uh, I have two more live action shows. I don't know what you have left, but one movie. You want a, a movie? Okay. Yes. Well, it could be oh. two, um, but the second one's more towards um, what what my girlfriend thinks about it, and I know she's been very vocal about it. So for some reason, I decided to include that, include that in here. So I got two left. Yeah, I got two. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll touch on this one. Entourage, the TV oh, show. Another another HBO show. <clears throat> Uh, it was essentially what uh, Sex in the City is, but for guys. It is the story of a movie star that, you know, makes it big, takes his uh, brother, best friend, uh, or two best friends, and his brother along the journey with him. Uh, has a lot of success. His brother's also an actor, but a smaller, smaller actor. Uh, his best friend is like slash, his, one of his best friends is like his agent, also his agent. Then... His other best friend is kind of like his worker. Like he works for him. He drives him around, gets him food, like all that kind of stuff. So like he kind of is able to live with him out there. And they have like this cool like brotherhood. And uh, the other, then there's another character that's huge named Ari Gold, which is probably like the best character in the show. And it was kind of the ending. It, it was a really good show. It goes through like ups and downs of his career in Hollywood you see a lot of famous people, other actresses, uh, actors, sports uh, figures. Um, and then we come up on the ending. And it was very, very predictable. The last season, they tried to go for a lot of depth, like with the characters and what they're going through. What the main character's name is Vince, what Vince is going through. The best friend slash agent's name is Eric, what he's going through what uh, the agent Ari Gold is going through, but they kind of just don't give the characters enough uh, of that backstory and investment for you to care about any of the depth. Like they they go for it, but they completely like miss, miss it. So then 
it ends up leading to a movie. They make a movie, Entourage, the, the, the movie. And the movie ended up sucking probably even worse because it ends up feeling like just an episode that is like an hour and a half. And for people that were fans of the show, sure, it was like real nostalgic to watch it and see the gang back together, see some of the characters. But just to see Ari Gold again, the character was amazing. But the ending was just very predictable. They go for depth, fail, very subpar. It leads to a movie. The movie sucks even worse. So, I mean, it was a train wreck of an ending. Dang. <laughs> it, 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 it was a great show, but the ending just, oh, man. And then they do it again. And it's like, yes, they're going to make it right. And then, oh, they did it again. <laughs> oh, so Dang, that, know, was, that was a rough much. one. <laughs> yeah, really it was funny. a fun one. It was a fun one, but but oh man, the ending train wreck. Well, I have two movies left, so and that means you have one left, right? From here? Yes. One okay, it's so, a show. So one of the ones I have here, um, I'm gonna go with the one my last one before I do the honorable mention. Um and I and I've expressed this one before, I think, I'm pretty sure, is Fantastic Beasts and particularly the second film. Uh, I do. I'm a big fan of Harry Potter, obviously, and I did enjoy the first Fantastic Beast films. And my issue with that one was I want more monsters. I want more mythical beasts that you don't see throughout the series. That's what I wanted. So when Part Two runs around, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna get more monsters, right? And clearly, right? And Grindelwald was was cool. Like that was awesome. And then when they hit you with the very last line of that ending, I was like, are you serious? Um, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. I I was like, I guess, and I'm talking about, again, full spoilers, where they uh, mentioned that Credence is a Dumbledore. And mm -hmm. again, this is very similar to the, oh, Ray's a Palpatine. I said, I don't, like, don't do this to me, man. Like, I was like, in the entire Harry Potter universe, Dumbledore's only ever had uh, his brother and his sister. Like, that's who he's had. That's who he's liked. You know what I mean? So now we're, we're, we're given, I guess this would have been, I don't remember, was it a nephew or it's another Dumbledore that's going to play a part into the story, into Dumbledore story. And I was just kind of like, I guess. Um, have you, have you watched the last one? I've actually seen all three. I have not seen the last one actually. Oh, okay. Why? Does it, fi all does right. it fix all that up? Why does it fix all that up? there's a lot of really good things it does it does uh clarify some of the stuff with credence and and him being a dumbledore and stuff like that and they do expand a little bit of uh, of a little bit of uh more of like dumbledore and his story and some things there they touch on there's some nice stuff too with nude and some of the animals and stuff but uh i actually enjoyed the series for what it was but it goes from being, you know, like the, the whole thing, like you're right. Like, why would you call this fantastic beasts and where to find them when it is ultimate, when it ultimately morphs into something all about Dumbledore? If yeah. it was going to be a Dumbledore series, call it that. Why go from one thing to another and kind of just make up things as we go along? Like it, and that's what it ended up turning into. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, was, th th there's a lot of stuff that I liked, but it was mid. See, it was or it less was, than mid. It was mid of mid. <laughs> see, but that, that, but that's how, that was kind of the impact that that the second one had on me, where I was like, 
are you serious? Like, this is your old Dumbledore. Like, he's a Dumbledore and it's supposed to be all this wild thing. And I walked out of there like, are you serious? Like, to the point where I was not in, as invested in part three as I, as, I, as, I, as I am. Like, I just didn't. I didn't. It was ridiculous. To me, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, part, part three wasn't too bad. And it's on HBO. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, check it out and see what you think about it. But there was some good stuff that I don't want to talk about too much. But so so that you can kind of formulate the opinion for yourself. So, uh, yeah, I mean, check it out when you get a chance. And maybe we can revisit it just us if we don't do it on here. See what yeah. you think. And I'll probably rewatch the series, too, now. See what I think uh, now that it's all out. But uh, my last one, which actually you touched on uh, earlier was lost it is actually one of my favorite shows and the the problem with this is actually similar to what we're talking about here with uh with fantastic beasts and what happens there but the show at the beginning was some of the most gripping television that you'll ever see because it was so suspense and character driven it dives into the backstory of all these survivors that are stuck on an island from a plane crash and how are they going to make it through? Who are their identities? What can they add to the group? What is going to be their role here? Uh, whether it's a, a doctor, a uh, somebody, one of them is a soldier. One of them is like a hustler. So, you know, everybody gets like their, their identity kind of reset and is able to use whatever background they had pre-crash and, you know, and contribute to the island. Then... About halfway through the series, they start to delve into like sci-fi type shit where it's like magic and monsters and this. And they they show something of that like at the very beginning, but they don't really like go full fledged into it. Then at that point where they start to do that, it becomes like a different show completely. And what's weird is that it's not bad, but it's not the first half. So... The problem with this one is it is like two halves are like two different shows mm-hmm. and neither one is particularly bad. The first, the first half is the superior half. So you can say like, yeah, it fell off, but it was still pretty good. Uh, but it just kind of was like out of nowhere. They start to go full sci-fi into like the island moving and uh, these numbers and uh the electromagnetism of the island and then the ending oh my god the ending was just weird it was one of those that was also up for interpretation of like what is what happens here uh one of those things where like was it all a dream were they all dead all along like did they like all survive like did this never happened? Like, I don't know. The ending was weird. The show is phenomenal. The ending is weird. And the the two halves of the show are, the, they, it, it's weird. It's like two different shows. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it's still a really good show. And I actually rewatch it like once every like five years or so. Or two, two three years. No, not five. Two, three years. I end up like watching it because like the, the, the first like two, three seasons are amazing. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, and, I've, and, I, and I mentioned it because I know that it was one of those that where the ending was just like, I guess you want to call it like the what was the first big television series with a, you know, mediocre ending. I think Lost yeah. is always on top of that list. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, rightfully so, man. It, it's crazy. 
Well, my last one, and this is a shout out to uh, my girlfriend Melanie over here. Um, and we, and the reason is because she's a big musical person. She loves musicals, and this is actually, and she plays this. She will, she will replay the songs in the movie constantly and a lot and stuff. Well, and I don't know if you've seen it, La La Land. Have you seen La La Land? Oh, I've never seen it. It's a great, it's a great movie. It is. It's a great movie. But the ending, can I ruin it? Yeah. Okay. Well, full spoilers. Uh, the ending is one of those where, and it's a love story, right? They're both trying to find their place, you know, um, in success. Like they want to both be successful. One wants to be successful as uh, actress. The other one wants to be a well, actress slash, I think, a singer. And the other one wants to be a, 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 a professional um, musician. Um, so it's kind of like the the story is supposed to tell you that they're they're the reasons for each other not kind of really getting 100 percent of the of the, of the success that they want. They both become successful at the end, and it makes it seem like once they split up, they were able to find that success. But then there's a song that plays at the end of the movie where you realize that oh, you know, it's they're they're, they're you know they were in love. It's a, what kind of like a what could have been type song. Well, you realize that they would have found that success anyways, even though they were together. So it's kind of like, why are you going to mention that there towards the end when, you know, and again, hey, you know, they, they split up. They both lived out their dream. Okay, cool. You know, sometimes that has to happen. But then they give you a sequence where, oh, they would have still, you know, ended why, up. Why go there? Like, yeah. why even go there? And, and, and they did. And it's kind of, and, you know, they hadn't seen each other for years. You know, she, 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 and they had talked about, you know, what his club was going to be, you know, what he was going to run, what type of business. She walks in with her husband, all these things, and they kind of look at each other, reminisce. And when they look at each other, song plays. And then they walk out, and, that, and that's the end of the movies. But it's kind of like, are you serious? Like, why? Like, why do that? You know what I mean? And it's a great film. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good film. But that ending always leaves a sour taste because it's kind of like, you know, why would you? Obviously, they don't, they don't end up together. And again, if you're watching a romance movie, you know, they don't end, they don't end up together. And that's okay. But to throw a scene like that, I guess, I guess it's just to kind of like rub salt in the wound. Um, what purpose does a scene like that play where, oh, they're going to end up together. They would have been successful either way. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I guess. I guess you want to take away the, you know, big message that you wanted to have at the end of this film. By all means, feel free to do so. Uh, but I do know the ending of that particular movie does get a lot of flack. So that was, that was La La Land to round out my list. Yeah, and uh, a lot of these, the reason they're the reason that we're bringing them up is because we, for the most part, probably enjoyed the hell out of a lot of the stuff from these series, movies, uh, TV, uh, TV shows, anime, uh, whatever. Uh, and for some reason or another, whether it was a random alien, whether it was a shitty movie, whether freaking Maka just is all of a sudden OP over the course of two episodes and takes out who not even death himself could take out, whether it was a fate to black, a character dying, uh, a season two that was abysmal and just deleted the character that Marcus has hyped up to me over the course of watching the first season. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, we felt like this was a huge impact. Some of them, uh, probably a lot of people would put these on the list too, uh, on their list. And I've seen like across uh, videos, lists, uh, what have you. Uh, most of these, I think, are probably still worth a watch, but you know, it left something to be desired, at least for us. Mm. Are there any? Are there any here on your list that you would say, like, definitively, like the ending ruined 
like you'll never watch this or you should not watch this? You would not recommend because of the ending? Uh, that's hard to say just because maybe, like, maybe I, I would think maybe the Promise Neverland anime specifically. You see, but you, see, but you have to watch that. You see, like, I wouldn't, uh, it's hard to say just because season one, season one, the first season is amazing, dude. And, awesome, yeah, yeah, awesome. And I would, and I, and I tell people, experience it, experience it, but just if you do plan, like, don't watch the second season. I, I guess to say. Watch what's good, just because, like you said earlier, I'm also a big proponent. Of, hey, it's it's about the journey, regardless of what happens at the end. There was the obviously the show drew you in for a reason. You were invested for a reason. The characters are amazing. You loved the journey, regardless of what happens at the end. Despite the sour taste it might leave in your mouth, it's it's always kind of hard to say. And like I said, the reason I even I even like for Promise Neverland, for example. I loved the first season. I loved it enough to where I read the manga and I was continue- and I was going with the manga. I hadn't even caught up and I finished it. So when season two came out, that's when I was, I said, whoa, uh, wow, that is, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I'm glad I saw the first season because I guess anime is kind of a weird medium because if you don't like the, if you don't like the season two, you can always fall back on the manga if in case, you know, because the manga sometimes will be different and stuff like that. But as far as like TV shows and, you know, like the ones I mentioned, not that I had many, like you have to watch Game of Thrones anyways. You have to, you know, if you're looking for a comedy, How Much Your Mother is Gold. It's golden stuff right there. Um, as far as movies, um, Fantastic Beasts, I guess, would probably fit that bill just because it is kind of weird in a sense. Um, but like Star Wars, like if you're a Star Wars fan, go watch Star Wars. You know, I'm, you know I've seen just about... Not all of them, but I've seen a good a good chunk of the Star Wars meetups out there. Not the not the cartoon versions of ones that came out on Disney, uh, but as far as the the major works, I I have seen. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a hard question to answer, to be honest with you. Yeah, I you know now in thinking of it, like since I asked it to you and I'm thinking of it to myself, I would probably actually say something similar. Like it it's not an easy thing to answer. I think most of the things I've ever watched, like I do find the good stuff in it. And I do also prefer the journey over the destination and that investment in characters, you know, me, you give me something to watch. And if you give me a character like to, to throw my, my everything behind and kind of investment and, you know, you just want him to win, whether it's uh, Prince Boji or Jack Shepard from Lost, uh, Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones, whatever. Uh, you know, that usually supersedes any and all things that could probably take the show down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in asking, like, and kind of trying to reflect on my list, there is only one thing that I've ever watched that I absolutely, like, I hated it. I hated it. And that was actually, it's going to be a little bonus here, a movie by the name of The Lovely Bones. Have you ever seen it? I'm familiar with it, but I have not seen it. It's actually a Peter Jackson movie with uh stanley tucci and uh i think her name is saoirse ronan and it was a great coming out movie for for saoirse roman ronan but it is a story about how she is uh she becomes a victim she's murdered and she's kind of like in her afterlife like trying to decide whether or not she's gonna help her family find her killer or not and it just is this whole like journey and it becomes one of those things that the ending is like dude what was that all for if this was the ending like uh i i couldn't i couldn't stand it i watched it one time i actually watched it with michael pettis shout out to michael p uh friend of us both and 
I don't know. That's probably the only thing I would ever tell people don't watch this movie. <laughs> that is the only thing in the entire world I would say do not watch this movie. It sucked. So, yeah, there's a there's a silver lining, I guess, in everything. And uh, if you're like us and it's the journey rather than the destination, I mean, all this is still worth the watch. Check it out. Maybe you have a different uh, opinion, idea. If you have anything else you think we should have included, you know, I'm always active on Twitter at PunkRico21. So send me a message if there's anything you would like for us to discuss or anything, anything at all you wanted to get our opinion of or focus more heavily into. Just uh, look for look for me on Twitter and send me a message. Yeah, you can also find us because we do have the uh, Twitter page um, at Meta Era Nerds. You can send a message through Twitter there also. I am actually currently currently working on an Instagram page for Meta Era Nerds. Um, so stay tuned for that. I actually activated the the email and the name and all that stuff, but so now it's just it's a matter of getting an image and start doing all that other stuff. So we are on Instagram actually, just without a profile picture. I'm working on it. <laughs> so you can also find us there. Um, but yeah, other than that, we, you can, if you want to check out our last week's um, podcast with news, mainly news, because that was a heavy episode of news, uh, go back and experience Rico's awesome introduction that he, he created himself using uh, the, the Team Rockets theme song. Uh, there isn't a discussion from last week, so just a little heads up. Uh, but otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Rico, anything else you want to add before we, let, we, we log off? No, just as always, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, have a good one, guys.